Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back to Scout Talk, everyone. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing some relatively light news week. Uh, we got on the agenda ETS testing has been announced yet again. Uh, there is another hunt tournament, this time for the OCE region on the 29th, which we'll talk about what that means for wipe. Plus, we got confirmation of some the uh, continuation of the weapon cases that spawn a bunch of high tier loot in them that are in the game. And then towards the end, we're just going to kind of just ramble about uh, our musings and what's been happening this week. So, yeah. Should we go ahead and just burn straight through the news topics, Giga? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with the old ETS. So recently, BSG have decided that it's a, a good idea, and I think it is a good idea, to basically yeah, put these things into tweets that they are doing these kind of tests, which is kind of cool. And they've said for the past few months, there's been an ongoing testing or upcoming updates on the early test server. This was, in fact, two days ago. Um, they said, currently, the testing of the new matching server system is available, whatever that means. It says, we invite all participants who received access to the ETS server to join the testing and leave the feedback on the Discord server, as well as in a special feedback form in the launcher. We thank the players who are actively involved in the testing, the upcoming updates. Your participation and feedback allows us to quickly fix bugs discovered during testing and speeds up the release of updates for all other players. Lovely. So we were just discussing very quickly, what does this mean, testing the new matchmaking server? system I, we weren't really aware that there was anything new to come right not that's like been explicitly mentioned i mean now that i'm thinking about it i hope dear god it just essentially means faster queue time because <laughs> like you know how many careers are made off of bsg's inefficient matchmaking system and loading I've seen so many ads. I'm just gonna go on a, on a tangent here. I've seen so many ads from Penguin 3Ds. It's just like your coupons oh. are long. You do something to make your stream entertaining. I mean, shout out, you know, shout out the Penguins for the hustle. But get <laughs> that the fucking coupons yeah. kill me in, in Tarkov for sure. It's true. It's it's funny actually because the queue time is like one of the reasons why Tarkov is actually quite a chill game. To stream in the first yeah. place because when you're creating content and you're you know live or whatever then you you've got time to just chill and wait and go to the bathroom like speak with chat you know it's not just like 99 percent uptime with like one percent downtime when you die like in a lot of games so it's actually kind of cool but for the average player it's really frustrating to have a you know between three and six minutes sitting around waiting i think it depends on who you are too like if you're like like me, I, I get really anxious. So then, like once the once I'm just sitting there and it's loading and it's loading, and then I finally like, then you like I'll tab and check. It's like oh shit, I'm deploying. It's like I'm anxiety is like through the roof. It's like okay, here we go. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, do you want to watch something in the meanwhile? Like it's, it's weird. It's sort of, kind of takes the vibe away, doesn't it? Because it's like you're you're ready and you're prepared. You're like, right, I'm ready to do it. And then mm -hmm. it's like oh, let me go and yeah. watch five minutes of some unrelated content or even Tarkov stuff. 
like on another stream or something just so i don't feel quite so you know especially when you're solo you're not just like chatting with your buddies then then it's fine because it doesn't really matter if you're in a queue you know you feel that with games like dota 2 or yeah. whatever it's like it doesn't <laughs> matter if you're in a queue for a while because you're just chatting away anyway like it's no big deal but yeah when you're on your own you're just like man like i'm ready for the raid to start like am i just gonna go and like watch someone else so i don't feel so lonely am i gonna watch something completely separate and then kind of takes me out of the game and then I'm like oh yeah what was i doing what were my goals again because right. it's you know seven minutes because some guy's got a wooden pc uh, <laughs> so yeah i don't know i do hope that we get slightly faster matchmaking um i don't know exactly how this algorithm works i mean a lot of the time for me i mean well, a like, lot of it is just like loading and then like waiting for players yeah so, i mean i'm assuming that there is like no matchmaking <laughs> like it's relatively small matchmaking algorithm because there's no mm. like that we know of skill base level base mm. i mean the only thing would probably be there is maybe like some type of like ping matchmaking i would assume like maybe they try to get people with similar ping on that server like you know the lowest mm. ping people or like the best experience but who knows it's kind of hard to say yeah i like your supposedly you know like right not, you know, there's no matchmaking <laughs> that we know of yeah <laughs> a little bit of doubt goes a long ways you know <laughs> yeah Indeed, indeed. Because I know that there's some people who have speculated that when they're with squads, they meet more squads and stuff. But it's like, it's purely anecdotal. No one's ever proven right. anything. No one's ever seen anything that would make people think that there's um, any kind of preferential bias towards different types of players or different groups or anything like that. So I don't know. Never say never, I think is the, the general answer to that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully it'll be good. I don't know when that's coming. I mean, it's, it's funny, isn't it? That's like, oh, we're testing this thing. And it's just like, where's Unity? Hello, guys? Where's the, where's the update, please? We would quite like some more FPS and some of the things that were on the roadmap. Also, we're supposed to be getting this new roadmap at some point. I don't know. Did we talk about that last week? I'm not sure. Um, I, think I think we probably so. did, actually. Yeah, because it was at the end of the patch notes for 13.1. Yeah. So, but, we, but we haven't seen that either. So I don't really know. Well... As I said to Giga, we're recording this on a Friday morning here on the East Coast. So knowing our luck and our history, it's probably gonna they're probably gonna announce Tarkov TV like two minutes after we conclude <laughs> this episode. Yeah, it's quite fun when stuff gets announced like while we're on, but yeah, when it's just afterwards, you have to wait like a full week. Oh, just annoying. But... By the way, uh I think your stream may have crashed. Giga. Really? I unless okay. It says it's back for me. I got my little chat uh, box on the side. It could have just been me. Sometimes I hope it's you. My chat box is a little. I'm using the third party Chatterino. Looks it's like okay. looks like it was just me. <laughs> Damn you, Chatterino! <laughs> you freaked me out. Okay, all yeah. oh, good. Everyone's saying it's fine. Fantastic. I mean, here's me just like sweating. I'm, I'm dealing with some. I'll probably talk. Oh my You're god. Welcome. I'll probably talk about it later. But like, that's like hit me right in the pain point right now because I'm like, like dealing with some issues. So I'm. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about it later on. I'll complain about it because there's all sorts of stuff that I've been looking at recently. But um, anyway, what were we, so what were we just talking about? Like, I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, matchmaking on ETS. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's where we were. Um, yeah, and, ex and exactly, and exactly what that's going to 
going to be. Well, well, we'll see, I suppose. We'll see. Oh, yes. And then we're waiting for an updated roadmap. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully we do get that soon. I would like to see, like, surely they know what they need, what they want to do. I like how they're like, oh, I'm going to release a roadmap soon once we figured out, like, what that one God's name we're actually doing here. Yeah. I mean, like, if I had to guess, <laughs> they're, they're probably doing a cutting off list. Like, okay, what's going to be in this patch? Like, mm-hmm. what's, what can we, like, remotely promise <laughs> with some confidence, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah, because it's all up in the air now about wipe timing as well, and like yeah. no one really knows if there's. It's kind of just like stretched off. I keep getting asked in my stream, and now I'm like, I don't really know anymore. Like I can't even speculate because I imagine that they want everything to be stable. But like so far, so I mean, I guess like what would maybe be useful is just a quick sum up of what I've seen around on the other things that we've had. The netcode update seems to be mostly positive. There's some people complaining about some things, but. Most of the people that I've seen, and especially most of the content creators who I guess experience it more than other people, I think, saying that the update for the netcode genuinely is is really good. I'm, I'd say it's like 90% positive for the netcode. The stuff about optimization, I know we didn't get the FPS section. So well, it remains to be seen what that's going to do, but other things. Like no one's complained too much about the audio. That's generally a good thing. But like FPS in this latest update seems to be all over the place. And some people are saying that there's like a new memory leak. Some people are saying that there's like more problems. Um, so I think like the performance stuff is actually slightly more problematic in some ways, especially mm. streets. Like lots of people complaining mainly about streets. Like most of the other maps run fine for most players, but it's the streets stuff that's problematic. And yeah. again, that links into my own issues. So. Yeah, I just I'm just not really sure what's coming when when we're gonna get the wipe and I don't really know. Like my original prediction, everyone was just like, "Oh, it could be." Remember, like it could be a May wipe. Do you remember this? Like, oh, it's gonna be a May wipe and May then it's fast wipe of patch fourteen. Yeah, do you remember that? Like a couple of like a couple of months ago, like two months ago, there was just, I like absolutely no chance. It's just like there's no way it's gonna be early wipe, yeah. no chance. And I called like the thirteenth, which was yesterday, and that felt like I was quite far out in my predictions, like quite a long way away, and that would have been yesterday, and that's come and gone since then since the tournaments and all the other stuff and some of the updates i ended up updating it to like 18th or the 25th unity dependent so i guess that because unity didn't come with it then i guess the 25th but even that still now feels very very close it now feels like a an august like Mm -hmm. just the pace of the updates the things that we think need to come in like the fact that they're testing matchmaking unity's nowhere to be seen and I'm presuming that they want everything to be stable before they actually pull the trigger on the next wipe. So hmm. who knows what's coming? Like worst case scenario, it's like Unity needs to come, the matchmaking update needs to come, and this FPS update that was missing off the list, whether that's Unity related or not, I just can't even speculate anymore. So it's very, very hard to know what is going on. But I would say the game like right now is probably in actually a relatively decent state, other than some performance problems which you can kind of like, you can kind of deal with because everybody has those. Um, whereas like audio is actually feeling pretty good and the networking is feeling pretty good, which is like, that's, that's a really important, you know? Yeah. Like the, hopefully the FPS stuff, it's, it's optimization more than anything else. Whereas like the core gameplay that they're fixing is actually getting better. So yeah, quite optimism. Quite optimism. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The uh, other thing in regards to <laughs> ETS testing, which I know you talked about, I've seen a lot of other people talk about, is asking the question, posing, even adding uh, BSG community members, is why is there an NDA on ETS servers? Why? Yeah. Which someone the question? Yeah, <laughs> someone brought up a good, like a interesting point. They were like, "Dota two, the beta launch of ETS." I was like, "Okay, I mean, yeah." And then I thought about some more. I was like, "Well, but Dota two wasn't like out." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were testing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Tarkov's out, but there's an ETS, a test mm-hmm. for like a updated version that has an ND like it's just kind of weird like don't like I can understand the Dota 2 situation because like it's a it's a new IP quote unquote you know um it's like big under wraps project type of thing it, 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 I don't know yeah it it I mean I've said what to say to get it just it just has to be for some type of project protection from BSG whether it's like you know something more serious like oh I saw this in the game and it's not in the game when I bought it because I watched streamer blah 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 and I'm gonna sue you whatever or if it's just like we don't want community backlash <laughs> like look how broken this new ETS update is you guys oh my god the audio is dark like, you know I don't know I, that's that's the yeah. only thing I can like fathom in my mind exactly and uh, but I think that that's just kind of a bit weak Um, I I just think they just need to like you know be more confident about what they do. Don't worry about that. Like if it's on, if it's specifically within the testing server, because that's the, the thing about ETS is that they can iterate on instances of the game much more quickly. That's the important point, and people should know. And if they, I mean, if they don't, they're just stupid, right? So they should know that it that over there they're just trying random stuff, and if it breaks everything, it doesn't matter, right? You don't want to push those things to the main branch of the game. So I think there was a couple of um, tweets. I think the first one was Rengar, was like two days ago. And he basically said, like, be a battle state games, remove NDA on the ETS servers and give everyone access to the testing. There's no reason to keep stuff under NDA. You tweet what you're adding to ETS, it's not a secret. Nothing worth right. it being hidden ever gets added because it would get leaked. <laughs> Let's keep it real without saying he broke the NDA. We're never going to see any of these on ETS because it would remove the wow factor, arena, new maps, new expansions, new bosses. Let us help you make the game better. We want smooth patches and less bugs. This is how you achieve the goal. ETS isn't Area 51, so open the gates to the community. Like, he's quite right, you know. It's yeah. like, there's. I don't think they've ever tested. I mean, maybe I'm wrong because I've, you know, I've, I've never like I've never engaged with it that much for other reasons, which we'll come onto in two seconds. Um, but like, I don't. Th- I think it's all technical, right? Like, yeah, content Mostly. stuff should be under NDA. That's fine, or like not should be, but can be under NDA. That's that's completely okay. Um, but like technical things, like you know, putting in inertia and testing it, like changing the map ma- oh. matchmaking system, like. You know, that kind of stuff. Like I thought I thought that would be considered content, but I guess it could be considered I guess it's technical content. <laughs> I just don't think it's like it's not wow factor content. That's the, that's the difference yeah. for me. You're saying the, like like the NDA is required for yeah, the NDA is required for like wow factor. Because that's the main thing that BSU are worried about. Whereas like 
bringing in inertia is not just like, oh, wow, look how they've implemented. Like, no, like everyone just wants it to be implemented well. It's a technical feature, in my opinion. So anyway, so... Um, I, and I'd be super surprised if they tested Lightkeeper in ETS. Someone, like, I'd, I wouldn't know, but I, I'd just be shocked that they would do that because they're already, like, really high value on this surprise factor. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine them wanting to spoil it to ETS players, quote-unquote. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that's how it goes. But um, so, like, the friendly guy retweeted Rengar's tweet and said, I was going to tweet the same thing. We don't want to play Tarkov on the stream for eight hours a day, then end the stream, and then play ETS off- offline in dead lobbies for another three hours afterwards. Drop the NDA, let us test and talk with our communities about it during our yeah. streams. Right. Um, and I posted something. First. I have not even shown the timings of these. I, didn't, I don't think I actually necessarily saw all of these posts when I've made mine. Because I just said, more tests for those on ETS. I still firmly believe that relaxing the NDA for technical testing, i.e. non-content, would be incredibly beneficial. And Airwing also said, I would like to actually hear why BSG feels it's necessary to have it under NDA. Could you provide any context to the community manager? Um, I don't know that we've ever heard the actual reasoning behind it. So there's lots of people asking about this now. And I just think it's crazy. Um, I know we've talked about this a few times, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know sort of. A few people were talking about it, saying, like, I still find it's crazy that there's a beta within a beta. Like, ETS right. is, the, is quite literally the point of a beta game. And my hot take, which I did post there, but it was like, I just said, like, the existence of ETS is de facto recognition that Tarkov is actually a released live service game hidden behind yeah. the banner of beta, which yeah. I think that's my stance. Because people always, and this is another thing, actually, that I've decided that I'm now fed up with, and I just don't want to stand for discussions <laughs> about it anymore, which is the... Tarkov's not a beta. It's not feature complete with tweaks. It's not. It's it's, an, it's actually an alpha, technically speaking. Tarkov. I don't think Tarkov falls under the branches of like alpha, beta, like release game. I don't think it actually. It, it doesn't categorize well within those buckets. I'm fed up of those labels. I don't think it actually works within any of those. You know, because it's clearly not an alpha test. It's not really beta either. Like, is it released? Also, no. So it's. It's a hybrid of all these different things. Tarkov is just like, it's just what Tarkov is. Who cares what you label it with? I'm fed up with people labeling it with like, I mean, I know the BSV themselves say it's beta, but it's probably like, the, that's probably the best description using the worst labels. So. It's early access as a live service game in the Basically. year 2023. So yeah. if you played any other early access games, live service games, you know exactly what you're in for. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, really do think that they get better quality feedback if they did allow it to be more well i wonder if they're scared about cheaters like bad actors will say um i don't know that that might be one reason why you would want to make it hacking escape from tarkov i know heaven forbid if that happened i know know, but like can you (laughs) like you know imagine you're Billy and you just got off work and you're like you know what I'm gonna do my due diligence and offer my free labor to <laughs> Battle State games and go play ETS and test on bugs and then a hacker comes along and you know ruins your <laughs> volunteer work like I don't know it's maybe maybe that's why there's so many like you know restrictions and walls behind it uh, this doesn't really explain the, the, the NDA portion <laughs> you can't disclose that you're hacking on the ETS <laughs> But uh yeah, I I think you you maybe put it pretty strongly and well spoken that maybe it's just a confidence issue behind their part. 
Yeah, like I I understand why it exists. This is this is the thing. I just feel that they could do it better. Because some people say, like, oh, I don't even know why this exists. You know, Tarkov's supposed to be the test game. It's like, yeah, you don't want to just roll out like half scuffed like matchmaking changes to, you know, hundred thousand concurrent players. It's that's not a sensible idea. It's good it's a good idea to have a you know a test environment to do random things. So you can wipe frequently or you know you can set everyone to level one and say how does it feel and then a week later you can set everyone to level 40 and then say how does it feel right it's like you can't do that in the main branch there's just yeah. no way that you can right it's just there's things that you could do in ets that you can't do in the normal game but i just don't feel like it's being used properly i, I feel like yeah. the feedback would be better because half the time the stuff comes to the main game and it's like everyone goes oh really this is really broken and, and then it's just like well did anyone test it in ets and like everyone's like well no but, but that's because of this this and the other reason right like we can't play it on on stream or this or we can't do that or the other i'm just too busy to do it so yeah i mean I, and i think the fact yeah. that like one person could stream it and then you effectively pull the chatter's feedback as well like your community's feedback i think there's like some value mm. in that as well you know yeah i think so because no, not every and this is the thing somebody i was having a discussion with and again on twitter was basically like oh we make the main game redundant and i was like don't like don't mistake what i'm saying i'm not saying that ets should be open for like everybody i still think that you can make it yeah you can still make it like select. invite only right right like mo- most people are not interested in it for a start most people wouldn't be right. interested in doing it you do want to have people who have got you know trusted feedback or whatever i mean i don't know how closely they vet people within ets but that's still fine it doesn't mean that other people can't see ets on stream like oh people can can't talk about the changes that are maybe coming up on ets because yeah crowdsourcing that feedback is useful even for an individual streamer trying to make up their mind saying what do you think is this good is this bad what do you think about this Does, is this better does this feel better and someone might go oh well actually but normally this happens you're like oh yeah that's a good point mm, maybe not it kind of like sometimes chat like rounds your opinion a bit or gives you some other um alternative viewpoints to make your mind up in a more yeah yeah just well-rounded way um i don't know anyway enough about I've enough about that, but there's been a lot more noise about it. I think that's the most important point. There's a lot more noise about the NDA, why it exists, whether it should be there or not, whether they'd get better feedback without it. Um, yeah. You know, if there was anything particularly sensitive, then they could keep that under NDA, I guess. And maybe they could have two tiers, or maybe they add more ETSs, two tiers of ETS, one under NDA, one not under NDA. I just, I can't, I, I can't, I don't really know of anything that would that would require it, to be honest. So that's the thing. It's all, as far as I'm aware, it's all technical stuff. So I don't know. Maybe there was content one at one point. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, yeah. Is, the final that. thing I'll say there is, for me personally, it would be great to, at the end of wipe, be like, all right, I'm kind of done with the live service part of the game. Now I want to like start testing features and providing feedback for the uh, next update to the live service game. Let me play on ETS with the boys, and we'll like test whatever bsg is pushing out there you know i think that would be great and it's kind of an a exciting, win-win an exciting evening of testing the matchmaking with the boys well i'm thinking more <laughs> feature stuff like hey we're gonna rebalance traders or you know hey we're gonna try the new recoil system for example on ets yeah i mean if they did that then that'd be kind of cool but yeah i don't know it's i yeah, I just feel like most of the stuff is very, very dry technical testing. Yeah, but I mean, some of it's really important. I mean, from it is the, important. The, I don't disagree, but you know. Well, I mean, the the two that I'm thinking of that I've heard rumors of was inertia and the first Oculus uh, patch. I mean, 
you know how big audio is a complaint in Tarkov, so mm. I think a lot of people were eager to test it. And um, Inertia 2 was like a big, contentious topic, you know, so I can see both both appealing. Like, the matchmaking, eh. <laughs> you know, not, like, I don't know. And I, I, it'd be something that, like, okay, here's the thing. I could boot it up and try it and see if there's, like, no difference at all, then I'm going to never boot it up again. You know what I mean? But if it's, yeah. like, I'm loading in, like, you know, longer, then I'm like, okay, BSG, this is a big issue. Or, you know, if I'm loading in short, I'm like, BSG, this is great. You know, keep, keep doing it. I'll probably still boot up again, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. It's good that they keep tweeting out about it at least as, like, one step further along the, the line of communication and all things good like that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. Matchmaking. Yeah, it's going to be like the cycle. Uh, don't seconds. even play with me like that giga <laughs> don't even dude that was the one feature that was like genius and separational like you know it's you know it's funny whenever your game comes out and then people are like bro this one feature just add the tarkov <laughs> you know what I mean? just like just rip it that's it it's like they don't even want to play the actual game no you know i'm not like, I am shitting on the cycle, but I'm not actively trying to. But. Yeah, the game's dead now. Just, like, ask them for the code. Just copy-paste it into the game. <laughs> Easy, just, you know. <laughs> just that one thing, dude. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, moving on. Next on the agenda, we got The Hunt is coming up with a new tournament. So there's a tournament tomorrow, Saturday, for the EU region on the 15th that's taking place. And then they recently just announced one for the Oceanic region on the 29th of July. Now, thinking, does this mean wipes delayed even further? Well, this is the thing. I don't think it means anything uh, either which way, because there's been a few people who'd like, I'm trying to find, let me see if I can find these. Uh, let me see if I can find these tweets. So there was a tweet. So Walker, because Walker's involved mm -hmm. with this stuff. Um, and he's one of the guys who was, he was like, was he an emissary before? And now he's actually a community manager at BSG. Oh, I he think He actually got right. hired yeah. Yeah. by BSG. But he's involved with these. Um, and there was like a, Bunch of tweets that he replied to, which I thought were quite interesting. This was like yesterday. Someone said, consideration, it's possible BSG is pushing the organizers of these things to buy themselves more time. And he said, nobody's pushing, pushing anyone, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Basically, Walker said, like, they can wipe on the day. It would cause us no problems. The tournaments do not influence development in the slightest. The tournaments do not delay wipe at all. I am one of the hosts of the tournament. Uninformed people are blaming us for delaying the wipe when we are not doing anything that would delay the wipe, essentially. Which is unfortunate. Which is yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't tell us anything. I mean, people were making lots of guesses about the tournament that's running right now. They're like, oh, it's, there's not, not going to be anything until after the 15th. And actually, interestingly, there was, because there were people speculating about this as well. Um, so the community manager I was talking about before was Applesor, because he's the one who normally talks about like EU stuff, at least. Uh, and he replied to a particular post as well because um, people were saying yeah so people were saying things like BSG had the NA tourney like just before the netcode changes and then the EU tournament was after the netcode changes 
Um, and no one was really sure what that meant, whether that EU tournament was then run with the new netcode, because I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. And um, yeah, Daniel Applesall, community manager, he said, I can confirm that NA Amped, which was the mm-hmm. first one, was on the 13.0 build, which was prior to the netcode update. So they ran the first tournament on the old netcode. They ran the EU one with the new netcode. And then this new one, who knows? It could be after the wipe. Who knows? <laughs> Probably not, but who knows? So I don't think we can read into the tournaments at all. Like, this is something that I had warned about. I still thought, like, when I made my update wipe video, I still was just like, I agree with everybody that the wipe will be longer, but maybe not necessarily for the reasons that everybody thinks. I don't think the tournaments really have anything to do with it. Like, they might, but there's no reason they should. Like, this, you could run, like, pre-wipe builds for private servers, because it's a separate completely separate thing anyway there's a completely separate set of characters so i don't think it necessarily has any bearing on whether the wipes can happen or not other than maybe like you don't want it on you know the first few hours because people are going to be playing the tournament rather than playing the wipe like other than that kind of thing i don't think it really has that much bearing yeah i don't know how it works like with the private servers i mean in, in other words i'm not sure how you access access it through the launcher but uh, it's very possible that through the launcher it can create a separate you know, branch slash folder of a version of Tarkov that it executes from. And then you can still, well, the wipe happens and you can still access the main branch and have that update separately, you know, because you would, you, you need the files to run an older version of the game, essentially. I mean, uh, so I'm assuming that's how it works. So I guess if that's true, there's probably a lot of truth to that mm-hmm. um, in that people could, you know, it's not, really like contingent upon one or the other um but it is fun to speculate at these things yeah exactly i didn't know that they were getting a lot of heat i think from people just complaining um, yeah it kind of sucks because <laughs> people are thirsty for that wipe dude yeah exactly funny there's like an, a few other random t- tweets of Walker made just saying like we will continue to host events and hold wipe hostage until they have 2,000 followers <laughs> just like joking about about people complaining about it it's pretty funny but I mean it's good so that we, there was an NA event and then an EU event and this one is now the one for guys in OCE which is kind of cool it's like another 50 to 100 three hours on factory I believe so that could be kind of fun yeah we've got the EU one tomorrow which is the original one that was announced it's nice to have some some tournaments, like the, a lot of the tournaments are kind of dried up, actually. I'm not 100% sure why that is the case. They just don't seem to have really been that many this wide. But maybe it's because of technical problems, maybe some like ping limit stuff, make it, making things harder. I don't really know, to be fair. But it's good to have some of these tournaments people compete in. It's nice, especially with the new netcode. People say it's better. So always good for the, I say pro scene in inverted commas, because Tarkov doesn't really have one. But as as pro as it gets seen, <laughs> it's um it's pretty decent. So was there anything else about the hunt that you wanted to uh to, to touch on other than just like wipe speculation timing? Oh really? No. The only other thing, so I do actually keep an eye out for Daniel slash Apple's or the community managers retweets or tweets in general and replies to people because occasionally they do release little bits of information. There was another friendly guy post, which is about a community member of his who had found a weapons case from the event, one of the sealed weapons cases that you come back to your inventory and then open up. And I think they'd found it in K 
HIPAA. Maybe someone else had found another one elsewhere. And it was actually confirmed by Daniel that they are in the loot pool. Like no one's they're lying or trolling or whatever. Like that is actually true. They are in there. Um, they're just kind of rare, which is fair enough because they're full of like rare stuff. But if you could get them in Kibber, that's actually kind of neat. You know, like gives a purpose back for some of these high tier specific places. If there's a chance to get one of those sealed loot containers, it's like probably the best way that you could get a Mark 18 Mjolnir. Some of the best ways to get M9 and 3 bullets. Like they're slowly adding these ways to do it. I don't know whether this is just a end wipe thing, whether that's going to carry out because that would that would feel pretty broken going there and getting, you know, one of those uh, SA58s with the 120 rounds of M993, like at the beginning of the wipe. So I don't know whether they're yeah. going to get rid of them at the beginning. And this is just a continuation of the end events. But broadly speaking, I've always wanted a better way to go and actually find these things if you want to go and do them and go and get them. Because the other mm-hmm. alternative is just to go through the normal game, progress, and craft M61, right? But you could, in theory, go to Kipper. 10 times, say, maybe get like one weapons case. And then in that, it could be the SV-98. It could be the Mark 18. It could be the grenade launcher. You don't really know what it's going to be. So again, you're gambling, like rolling the dice as to what it might be. You might get lucky. You know, I, I personally think that the SA-58 one is probably one of the best ones because you can, you can buy all the guns, really. Like, yeah, the Mark 18 with its a- AP ammo is like insane and crazy. But for the most part, just having a huge stack of M993 stops you having to craft M61. and it's probably one of the better ones, even though you probably just go and sell the, the foul outright. But yeah, I've always wanted more of these ways to farm this like high tier stuff. So we'll see how it goes. If they make it rare enough, then it's kind of all right, but not so rare that you never see them. So middle grand. But yes, it's interesting when we do get actual confirmation of these things from BSG. So yep, they're still in the game. They're still there. You can still get the, the weapons boxes as of now. I think it's cool. I like it. It's good. So, I think, is that, is that all the news? Is that everything that we've actually had out in the community? Yeah. I believe so. There's not been that much going on. And yeah, everybody is still speculating about wipe and all of that stuff. But at this point, we really have no idea. And it could even be all the way out to August. Who knows? There's really not any indication as to when it's going to be at this point. We don't really have anything else. We, what we really need is we need this updated roadmap. Yeah, That's the thing that we should be waiting out for. I actually am not sure if the Abdorboss event is still running. It might be, but I haven't really checked because I've been playing hardcore, so I've not really been looking to do that. I think it is. I think the quest still is around um, after they removed all of the like damage mitigation stuff from all the stims and of dollar still gives you like a thousand percent damage increase i think that's still around but hopefully we'll get something different i don't think many people like that quest really because it's just incredibly difficult to do very challenging i mean see i wonder how people are actually doing it versus the number of people that aren't participating which the people that aren't participating actively make the people that are participating more difficult more challenging Mm. so there's like a little bit of like a difficulty scaling balance issue perhaps like it's kind of a weird relationship because like if the quest is too difficult then potentially more people are going to stop doing it which compounds and makes the quest even more difficult (laughs) to do you know it's kind of weird yeah yeah it is strange i think so glorious finished it and he has i say i say but right i don't want to take anything away from glorious but he has max immunity 
which means that you have a 50-50 chance of not getting the negative. So you just pop the thing, it just gives you strength and endurance, and then you run around and have to kill 20 players. Um, obviously, you still have to go and do the stuff. You have to then not get killed when the sim does activate. I think Axel did it without max immunity. Um, so I think Glorious was maybe the first one to do it. Because mm-hmm. so, in some of the raids, like he didn't have the damage increase. Um, and somebody so what, there's it, a chance like, that you don't get the debuff is that the max, what, max, max immunity is? gives you like a 50 percent chance of not taking any debuffs from a stem gotcha gotcha and so it makes the event a lot more straightforward it's still really hard right you still have to kill 20 players without dying or something mm. which is you know not easy the glorious is still an absolute legend um but obviously completing it with without the max immunity is like a whole different uh ball game apparently when he got a debuff he extracted so basically you just like Go in fifty percent of the time. You just leave straight away, so you don't get hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's fine. Like, you know, you you met game the event to complete it. That's fine. Like, I have no issues with that whatsoever. Um, but as somebody else put it, they were like, you know, no one's taking anything away from like how good Glorious is. He, he may well have just been able to finish it anyway, right? Even with it. Yeah. But there's a difference between killing twenty players without dying and killing twenty players without getting hit. Yeah. Which is pretty. Which is pretty much what the difference is between those two ways right mm-hmm. and, um, and axel did it basically without getting shot like you, you get hit because it's a thousand percent damage increase which effectively turns into 10 mm-hmm. times right, right. So you, you if you take 44 damage you die with the stim on yeah. which is almost every bullet in the game you basically have to take a a shot with a golnik like well you could take like one a golnik yeah yeah you know, over 300 damage um you have to take like a it's just yeah it's just it's just crazy but actually would it would that defeat that one? It depends actually where you get hit as well. Right. Yeah, you'd have to get hit in the arm with a golnik or leg with a golnik and it would just kill you. So yeah, everything just kills you basically. Um, it's just nuts. It's just, wait, no, 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 that's, that's wrong. That's wrong by a factor of. Oh, no, it's ten, no, it is 10 times, isn't it? Yeah. Is it 10x? It's 10x. Yeah, that, that, is, that is right. That is right. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, it doesn't really matter. I think like a very, very small fraction of the player base actually. They're going to finish that event, but it's probably the the least popular event I would say so far because it's just like it's so unachievable. Yeah, I mean, this is the like if more. I'm guessing that if more, like if if everyone was forced in the event, like if it wasn't an optional thing, um, I think it might be a bit more popular. Perhaps I don't know. That's kind of a strong statement, but the reason <laughs> I say that is because. The playing field's a bit more even than like everyone's one tappable. So it's mm. like more reasonable to achieve for the average person. It it's effectively as if the event didn't exist in the first place. Like you just changed the yeah. game state rules, essentially. You have now one HP instead of four hundred. So now you just metagame that. But now that there's like this weird opt-in, opt-out that they kind of makes it I mean, I'm curious, did anyone actively seek to ruin people's event sync? <laughs> Like, did you go and do some PPSH or, you know, uh, anything like that? I didn't, but I did suggest it because I think uh, Wilder <laughs> was talking on Twitter player. about the event and he was just like, oh, well, you know, I'm never going to do this. And I was just like, I said, look, I said, the game plan for this event is don't take the stim and run around one tapping people with the toss. He was just like, you've, you've saved the event for me. I was just like, yeah, you just have to go underground reserve or factory or whatever and just one tap dudes, you know, with like I mean, horrible guns. It, it don't, like, if I was still playing, it sounds something i would try that could be fun it'd be like, more fun that way than actually trying to do it i think that's kind of what i'm thinking 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's still in, but I hope that it swaps out. Like the airdrops event was really good for everybody because that was great for the average player because they could get out with some like juicy stuff without having to do anything crazy. You just like, obviously you had to go and lug the thing out of the raid, but you could like wait to the end if you wanted. Like you could farm them fast if you were, if you were quick, if you were confident and if you were experienced. But if you weren't, because there were like five in a raid, you could just wait to one of the last ones. And like most people wouldn't be there anymore. You could just go and get them. So that actually allowed the average player to then like gear up and get stuff like way beyond what they usually would. Like you say, if you're like level two, three traders and you're picking up these airdrops, they give, they give you like you know, crazy ammo. It's mainly the ammo and give you awesome stuff to be able to fight other people with. And, um, and even for the more experienced guys, it's just like, oh, I don't have to now craft this in the hideout and just a nice boost. Whereas, yeah, this event, this event probably was the worst one so far, I think, just in terms of like most people just shrugged. It's like, you know, at best, I'm just going to want yeah. out the chat. <laughs> I wonder if this is more like if in BSG's offense, if they engineered it so that way it was more geared to like a very particular type of player. Dare I say the S word uh, streamers for all you who are wondering? <laughs> like S word, what the? <laughs> uh, AKA like your your hardcore sweaty gamers, you know. In other words, they anticipated that a select few people would like the challenge so it was opt-in and the people who didn't opt-in actively make the people who opted in more challenging you know and it's, so it's like a oh let me go watch my favorite streamer you know mauled at the video game haha funny he's raging xd xd you know <laughs> i swear that's Tarkov streaming culture in a nutshell it's like ah yell at the video game so funny little w watch the abuse yeah <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They do seem tailored at a very small fraction of the community in some instances, which is fine. That's okay. But it would be nice if they're a bit more varied. Like there seems to be. They've done the ones before, and then we've already talked about that are more varied and allow more people to access them. And this is like doesn't really seem to be it. So, question: Is mm. this? worse than because i've seen this pitched before is this worse than the water event do you remember the water event yeah it was awful that was probably one of the worst thought out events ever that's what that's the one that's usually quoted as you the know, worst event the worst event or at least like the one with the least thought to it well like this is better than that right because you don't have it? to participate and it doesn't screw you the well, water event was by far the worst because why if you were new they okay. removed water yeah. from the traders completely. <laughs> and if you couldn't access the, the fleet, flea. you couldn't buy any right. at all. And then they basically like removed a lot of it. For, did they add load, a load in, on the, in the game in the high PvP area? But like all of the big boys just had like loads of Aquamaris and stuff anyway. So it didn't right. affect anybody above about level 30 yeah. and absolutely shafted everyone under level 15. It was like the most unbalanced, uneven event I've ever seen. That. It was awful. That was terrible. This event is just kind of dull. Like that, that one broke the game fundamentally. This one is just a bit boring, you know, and most people are just not engaged with it, which is fine. I think it's, there's, a, there's a big difference. This is a, so this, this is like is the straight, most boring event, maybe. This is, is a straight zero. It's just great. <laughs> this is the grayest, most zero in the middle, just like it does nothing kind of event. The water was just like minus 50. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> in my opinion. Now, the scarcity one, that was the fuel one. Also, well, the fuel, the fuel one was actually interesting. I thought that was okay. 
because that doesn't really affect people under level 15 anyway, particularly. I mean, maybe you need a bit of fuel for this, not the other, but it's most people who are running Bitcoin farms and stuff. That was probably the, uh, the squeezed middle, you know, mm-hmm. the, the middle class of Tarkov who are like not rich <laughs> enough, but using, using their generators and can't spend 800k on fuel. That was more interesting. The scarcity one I meant was the one where none of the traders could buy anything. It basically turned into hardcore. That was also... That was was better than the water one, but that drove a ton of people out of the game. That was the same one as uh, as the light keep. That was the light keeper. um, What do you call it? Extortion one. And I thought that was interesting, but again, it was too skewed to the bottom end, whereas it hurt the new players too much. And and then the high tier players complained because they just had like bags and bags and bags of like one by four guns and no pistol grips so no one could use any of their weapons and that i thought was that i thought was funny i didn't mind i have no sympathy for people who assume that they're gonna have like readily available pistol grips you know and they like min max their hideout entirely so they've all got like you know twenty six thousand meta m4s with no grips or anything and it's just like up the traders aren't there anymore it's just like well you you've you've sucked out on your own assumptions there whereas like the guys who are low level and now just like i can't buy anything and i'm just screwed and i'm just gonna leave the game that's where that kind of sucked so i think they could have gotten rid of like maybe the higher tiers of traders for that one but anyway so that was the water was definitely the worst the scarcity one was like could have been good but ended up being kind of an l this one is just really really boring the end of white one with the you had to kill the bosses to get the antidote because you were going to die and you you died yeah. for the extract that was like a plus primo i was gonna so say that that's probably I haven't like I don't think I've played many events, but that one's probably my favorite from like an outside perspective because it like it changed yeah. the way you played the game, you know. Is in yeah, I and felt it was like hard, it was pretty cool, but it was good, and it was right near the end of the wipe too, so it was proper just like you know throw away your gear, like gels are everywhere, kind of nutty gaming. Mm-hmm. That was nuts, and then yeah, the airdrop ones were really good. Like scabs on labs is always fun. So there's like there's quite a few events. Like scabs on labs is great. That's honestly one of my most like, it was the most fun, just like total cluster mess, just of all sorts of things. Cause you just, you don't normally play labs like that, right? The labs are just like full of player scouts running around with like no cares in the world. Like, n- normally the lab, you know, the map is really scary to get into and people have to pay loads of money just to scab in and just run around and have a blast on there. Was so good. That was so, so, so much fun. And loads of people enjoyed that. That was great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to make events that are sensible. You know, I still would like them to do a, I don't know, a, a Robin Hood event or something. So Robin if you've got level Hood four, event. if you've got level four traders, now you only have level one. If you've got level one traders, you only, you know, you have level four. Oh, you know, just like flip around. You're, That'd be funny. That's actually kind of <laughs> interesting, though. <laughs> you just, you just like the the class uh, opposition to be flipped. You know, you got the oppressor being Giga Chad. You got the pressy. It's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's nice to, take, to turn the tables, you know, yeah. that's the thing. And it's nice to see the Giga Chads kind of squirm. Like, everyone could, like, they complain, but that class of player normally actually kind of relishes that sort of event. Yeah. Because they, they have the game knowledge to, like, then deal with right. the, the new challenge, you know? Whereas, like, new players, when they're faced with the challenge, they're just like, it's... this game is already super hard, yeah. and I'm only just surviving, and now I'm just not going to play because I'm just sad. So it's like, you, <laughs> you don't want to punch those guys too much because right. it's, it's kind of productive. I think that that actually could be pretty fun. Like, I mean, obviously it's going to be skewed to the new players, but I think, at, I mean, you put in a very good good manner in that I think that's probably a good thing for your video game. You know, it's like mm. now it's like they get to feel, they get to taste what the Chads, you know, 
drink the cup they drink from every day. You know, they're just like gobbling that shit down. And meanwhile, just the poor little peasant Timmy is like, just can I have one drop of 995, Sire? Yeah. <laughs> and then you flip the tables, and I, don't, I think it, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be like people out there like, this is cringe. I can't stop my entire lobby <laughs> anymore from customs. Yeah. Or like, uh, I, don't, I don't even know, just like something crazy, like, just, I'm just trying to think of like anything crazy, you know, you get like a, you get like stat debuffs proportional to the amount of money you have in the game at the time <laughs> the event starts, like stuff like that. Or, or um, And then you get stat like, bonuses <laughs> for the inverse, like if you're, if you're poor. Yeah, you're if you're like, like yeah. super hard up, you get like, you know, five health regen, like some kind of handicap event. Dude, that'd be, that'd be, oh, you know how cool that would be? Because then you could like try to metagame it and like, what's the minimum gear I can bring in to still be effective, but get the most stat bonuses to also be effective with that minimum gear? God, you're yeah. making my little gamer brain churn right now. There's like fun things you could do, I think, that flip it, but yeah, we'll see. There's those kind of ideas I enjoy the most. I, it's just too easy to make an event that's like, it's really hardcore and then it just beats up the little guys, so... So someone said uh, in your chat, the Otter Doggo changed him to hurt only the new play, the, the new or behind players. Like second uh, after wipe vendor changes, they always second week after wipe vendor changes, they always do. And like in regards to the water event they did, like just they just need just a little bit more foresight. Like have, the fact that you could just buy the water off the flea market. Oh, dude, that just like if they didn't have that in, that would have like helped alleviate some of the gripes like make everyone suffer you know like frick it yeah. delete water out of everyone's dashes you know water does not exist outside of the raid anymore like you have to go in frick it make it so you can drink you know press f to drink from the shoreline coast i don't know maybe you need to boil it or something <laughs> but what you know what i mean like <laughs> like just just a little bit of like foresight these days because yeah it, it that was a, that was a pretty rough event because even people who were like they were able to recognize, like, hey, this event isn't really that great, but I recognize that it sucks a lot for the lower level players, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm hoping they've learned their lessons. We haven't had one as bad as that for a long time. And that so... was one of the earlier ones they did, too, keep in it mind. Was. So this is true. It was a, an early one, and it was not very good. Do you remember the fog event? I do. That was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't play that. I didn't, wasn't interested. In I actually that, really. did play that one. I think I played a Tarkov reporter okay. for a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, we were on reserve doing some repair shenanigans. It, it was. It's just thermals. That was the thing. Yeah. It was just all thermals. But it was. It was something different, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't That's like. True. I guess it. I mean, it still kind of sucks for the, you know, low level players who are getting thermaled, but. I mean, that's when it's just like I don't know. There's got to be. There's got to be something you can do there. This is why, like, I think the. Um, the toxin event kind of worked because like you had one clear goal and you didn't have to like like yeah if you don't have as much gear it's still difficult but like mm -hmm. you could you could like reasonably kill the boss get the thing and like win you know I thought yeah. you could kill someone else that had it and you know popped it I I think I think it's kind of neat I and like normal scabs had it too it wasn't just the the bosses you could go oh, and really? farm okay. the normal scabs as well so it wasn't a hundred percent but they did have them sometimes it was oh, like that's one right. or that. something so. Yeah, it was cool. No, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It's, it's definitely gotten better, for sure. But yeah, this latest one is a bit dull. That's all I will say. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At some point, I was going to transition into talking about hardcore, but I can't remember where that was. There was like there was a really neat like yeah. segue at one point, but we like we went off so much on tangent about events that I ended up just losing it. But Don't uh, you hate that? Yeah, I mean, I've been carrying on with the hardcore, um, which has been interesting. It's been kind of better. Like when the events were on, it was actually kind of crazy. That is actually the reason why I ended up getting like super Gucci geared because somebody had like all the stuff from all the bosses. You know, I ratted out in D2 with an MP5, and that was like my original come up. But yeah, since then we played like a, quite a bit more of the hardcore game mode. It's it's been an interesting journey so far. It's like it makes you think about the game a bit differently as well, mm-hmm. but also some of the downsides of like hardcore itself and some things that are maybe a bit unbalanced about the game mode, just kind of by necessity, right? It's just like the way that the game is structured. There's certain weapons that you can't really use because you're just never going to get the ammo. Like I picked up one of those um, 357 revolvers and it's like, I don't ever find the ammo for that ever. <laughs> like not ever. It's just so rare in the loot pool that I'm not even going to keep it, which is one thing. And then obviously like 9x18 and 545 guns are like, there's just bullets for that all over the place. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I, so we had, we started taking some beatings a little bit and lost like a lot of the good kit, which is sad. And I think maybe I started playing a bit more aggressively as well. Cause it's like, you know, once you've got into it a little bit, you're like, yeah, you know, we can, we can win this fight. And you kind of start going back to normal a little bit, especially if you're using meta kits from other people and then you die and then you're just like, oh damn, like it's, that's actually just gone now. Like I can't replace it. And, uh. I was still getting into the mindset, I think, of hardcore. But I ended up drawing up a little list. And one thing that hardcore has done, which I kind of didn't really think about beforehand, is that obviously the barters are extremely, (coughs) extremely, extremely important because they're the only thing that you can actually do and kind of tailor what you get based upon the things that you bring out. Because you can't use money to buy anything. You can use the barters from the traders. So you're, you're very tied to what those barters actually are. And the biggest problem that I've had is headsets. Headsets, honestly, are the biggest problem for a hardcore run, in my opinion, unless you're killing players all over the place, which, like, I certainly am not. I think I had my fifth player kill yesterday. Um, But most scavs just aren't wearing headsets, it seems. I think I've also got a little bit unlucky. I've had a few different headsets here and there. But I just, um, I would say 75% of my raids, I've not had a headset on. It makes it extremely difficult, even against scavs, because you just hear them from so much further away now, especially with the audio changes. And there's only one barter for headsets at Prapor level one, or at level one traders in general, actually. Which I think paper? I think it's Prapor. It's it's one paper for a GSSH. Oh. But but paper is actually pretty rare. Yeah. Like you don't see it that often. And there's a reason why it's like 40k on the flea. Because it's just not an item 40K. that spawns that much. Yeah, wow. so it's it's used for the water filter bar the uh, craft, and it's also uh, okay. used for the Intel dot uh, craft. That's right. 
But that one's really long, so that one shouldn't necessarily have... It's not like people can churn that, so that shouldn't have a huge impact, but the water filter one is a bit shorter. But even still, if there were loads of them, then it would be cheap anyway. You know, something like power cords are really cheap, and the wires craft always makes sense. It always makes money because wires are expensive and power cords are always cheaper, like almost always. But papers, yeah, papers are kind of expensive, and so that gives you like an implication for its rarity in some ways. And yeah, I mean, I've not really found any. So it's really tough. Like most of the time, there's multiple ways of getting the other things. Um, like at one point, because I just wasn't focusing on it, I was really struggling for like basically bags and rigs and armor. And that was tough. And it was just like, man, I have to like, do I want to take this gun in if I'm not wearing any armor? Like I'm going to get buckshotted by a scab and die in one shot. Or like, and, and the scab with HP and an SKS, I'm just going to die in a one hit. Yeah. Um, and so I've ended up like drawing down a list of like the things that I need, like a shopping list of the things I actually need. You know, bags, I've got like AA batteries, soap, the red toothpaste, hard drives and DVDs, the like PSH helmet and tea. But if you get any of those items, you can buy a bag with them in some form. The armor is like, you know, the half mask, propane, horses and pompon hats and max energies. And that will get you an armor of some sort. It's like you know, either between a packer, the, level, the class three steel one, yada, yada. And then rigs, it's like, well, the slickers, you can turn in for a scab vest, which is better than nothing. And because um, it makes it really hard if you don't have a, a rig. And then like milk and oat flakes gets you like that sniper one. And then you can also turn Vita juices into slickers as well via that like chained barter to get more scab vests. So that's actually kind of all right. But yeah, it's just like the headsets have just been super brutal. But like we've, after focusing really hard on those items, we've now kind of got to a stage where it's like, okay, we have a few things now. I actually have a couple of the different types of each item and the ability to to actually get them so it's either the items in my inventory or i've got it on its own so now we can have like a bag and a rig every time we go in which is good but yeah it's 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 tough honestly it's tough on, on those parts in particular and i think it's the other thing that it's brought back to me is just how it's easy to underestimate scavs once you're a higher level player in the game and higher mm-hmm. level, I mean literally just character level. Because I very rarely... Like, scouts don't often just one-shot you in the head. They do sometimes, but it's not that rare. So it's not that common. And it never really happens to me on my main character. Like, I've always said that. Like, I never really have an issue with scouts. It's partly just, like, knowing where they are, knowing how to deal with them, yada, yada. On my hardcore run, I, the scouts are a real issue. <laughs> They're really problematic. I've had, like, multiple instances where you just can't you can't fight them off or they they kill you because you're not wearing any armor and they shoot you with the thorax once with hp it's like it's all of that stuff it's like if you're i don't think like having class four on now is like oh this is like a thick kit you know and if the scout's got ps and even t45m it'll two tap you in the thorax and sometimes they just sometimes they do do that whereas if you're even wearing a current right scouts can only basically headshot you now and yeah sometimes you get shot in the arm and then Compound that with the fact that the weapons that you're using suck, it actually makes scavs quite scary. Mm. Um, and so that's another thing that I've like relearned from a newer player's perspective is just how terrifying scavs are when you're undergeared, don't really have a good way to get good gear. Because that's the thing about hardcore, right? There's not really a pathway to get good stuff, especially early on when your trade levels are low, because you can't even use the higher barters. The best gear that I can get is tier three armor unless I go and kill a player, which using the gear that I've got is usually kind of hard. Um, and so it's, it feels very much like being uh, back at the beginning again. 
of my experience of when I was playing Tarkov from scratch, which is good. You know, it's good to be challenged. And it's interesting seeing the game from that perspective because then you actually really feel that again of just like, do I even want to engage that scab? Like, I, I never normally ask that question when I'm playing on my main. I'm just like, I will just lean peek him and kill him with my mutant or RD or AK-101 or whatever it is. And even if I take a shot, the scab bullet is usually so bad that the arm will just absorb it and take like two or three points of damage. It won't matter because if it's PST or whatever. Like, very occasionally you'll get a headshot, but that's like pretty unlikely. And also, like, your, your leaning is just... Because of the way the inertia works, if you've only got strength level three or five or something, mm-hmm. you're just like, you're slower. The inertia works more strongly on your characters. So it just makes it harder to position, harder to get out of the way. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like a combination of all these different things that I kind of knew, but like haven't felt for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's been interesting doing it. It really has. It really do has. You... Yeah, I've got this list now up like next to me. I'm just like, is it on the checklist, guys? Like, do we need this item? <laughs> do you find that the experience could be boiled down to PvE Tarkov? Like, you're spending the bulk of your time just fighting scavs? Yeah, well, the bulk of my time is spent fighting scavs or dying to players. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, the players are important. Just because sometimes you do kill them and win, but they're important to stop you from just like roaming around the map in the areas that you know the players aren't. Because scabs are very formulaic in many ways, even now. And they are more canny than they used to be. You know, they like, they will like run behind cover and then like lean peek out and shoot at you and stuff. So they can be a bit of a pain. But yeah, the, the PMCs are there just to catch you out sometimes. You know, people are in unexpected places. Um, I had a really sad one. So we were on streets and we killed a guy. We surprised him and he was on a loot run through the post office buildings upstairs, I imagine. Or I think it was in the upstairs section. And uh, we surprised him. He was like just kind of stood outside of the front door in a relatively quiet area. And um, we like SKS'd him, a like basic SKS, and just killed him with T45. He was wearing a class four. I think we headshot him anyway. But he had an, an SVD that was like completely kitted out, a really crappy ceramic armor on and a bag full of stuff. And we got out with all of these things. And we went to Woods to try and like finish this annoying Woods quest I've got. Like, kill one more scab without any armor. Actually very difficult when you don't have any scopes. Um, got, went to Woods and I had a really unfortunate incident around the car extract. But like near the beginning of the raid, someone just like beelined it there. Hmm. And it was just like a really awkward fight and I couldn't quite get the angle on him. And then the guy like headshot me through the car window, which was like kind of unfortunate. I was just like, oh no, like lose the SVD. Um, but yeah, it's just like the the player fights are just so they're so high octane now. Like you get proper adrenaline rush again because it's like, oh my god, I've actually got to fight this guy, and if if I lose, then you know, if especially if you've got good stuff, you're just like, I really want to win this fight, you know, I really want his his kit. Um, but yeah, you're so concerned about your own kit. It's just like, yeah, it's just. It's crazy. There was like there was one fight in particular that we were talking about like muscle memory and stuff, about how like my usual game sense from the main game screwed me and actually got me killed. So I killed a guy who was running across towards the boat extract with the smoke on customs. He was running from dorms over the road. You know, there's like the couple of little shacks. So you come you come from dorms and you come around the wall. You run across the road and then down to the boat down that side. 
I was on the boat side of the water, of, sorry, of the, of the road, and he ran over and I killed him just as he got to my side. I basically like lay in wait and camped him because it was really the only way that I was going to yeah. kill him. Um, and I had, I did actually have BP in an AK on that one, I okay. think. Okay. Uh, but like a basic AK. I was like, yeah. well, I got the, got the good stuff in there. Now he had like a juicy M4 and like some things. And I was like, at this point, it's tricky because you're like, well, I was unsuppressed. People on customs are looking for blood. I don't want to wait around too long, but I also don't want to loot the man like who is lying on the road. Like he's at the edge of the road, but he's on the road. If there's a, if there's a second, right? Because you know the, the usual principle of Tarkov is there's always two. There's always another. So I'm just like, well, this guy seems like he's on his own. I have to scout the area out first. And I went to loot the guy after scouting it out and got shot at from like a decent distance. So I like ran down back to the rock, actually towards where the boat x actually is. The guy like comes down grenading, like pushes me and we have an engagement at you know, three meters and he kills me and I die. And I was like, man, you know, if, if I could only have just like had worn the stuff from the dude in the road, because like I was on him, but I was like looking at things and I was saying to chat afterwards, I was like, my usual muscle memory failed me there because what I should have done, like, my kit was so low grade compared to his. I should have thrown all my things on the floor, mm-hmm. run yeah. up, you know, opened up his inventory and just gone. Became him. And just, <laughs> yeah, and just become him and then run back to my stuff, right? Because right. then I could min max it away from the road and whatever. But because I didn't do that, I lost the chance to loot. And I think that's like, it's not in my usual muscle memory because normally when you're looting somebody, it's not like your every single item is an upgrade. Especially when I'm playing, normally it's like, Stuff that's on par. I don't usually want to just like remove my armor for theirs. Their armor's normally broken as well. Um, usually I like my guns. I, I think most people make, you know, average guns. So mm-hmm. I usually prefer the guns that I have myself. Um, and so it's just like, well, I just, I'm not thinking to do that. But in this particular instance, like I definitely, definitely, definitely should have. And that would have meant that either I would have been able to get out of there without having to engage the other player. Or the worst case was, I'd have been able to fight the other player with this guy's kit. And I think he had a class 5 goons armor on, and he had like a, you know, some kind of meta HK or M4 or something like that. Like, definitely better than what, whatever the hell I had. But I didn't have the ability to go back to the body, because then I was like pinned behind the rock. So I was like, that's, that was a learning point, you know? When you're on hardcore, just be ready to just throw all of your stuff on the floor and just run in and just grab their thing. Because like, your armor's just like paper anyway. So if somebody's laser beaming you down with an M9M5 from, you know, 100 meters, you may as well just run in and try to you know, grab at least the gun and maybe the helmet and the, and the armor just so you have the ability to at least try and fight back or something. So I think that could have been avoided. So that was an interesting learning lesson. Um, but it's hard to get out of the old habits, you know? Really yeah. tough. Like, it's so hard to loot properly for hardcore, to think in the right way, to take the things that are actually useful rather than things that... Like, the chat's full of it too, you know? They're like, they're like oh, you need to take this because of that this quest. And I'm just like, dude, we're never getting to that quest. Um. Yeah, I'm just being honest. And like, if we do, it's so far in the future that I'm really not worried. Like, I need to take like 40 rounds of seven right. mil buck. That's what I need. I yeah. can't even use the 155 shotgun without that. I, I need to take that. I'd rather take, like, it hurts, right? To take two 20 stacks of seven mil buckshot over a fuel conditioner, knowing fuel conditioners are such a pain later on in the white. But you're like, what do I need it for? Like, there's no important barters. Selling it for cash, I can sell any item for cash, doesn't really matter. And, um, and I'm probably never going to get to that quest. Like, it's too far down the line. It doesn't really matter. Like, but I, my shotguns are unusable. I have no bullets for them. 
So it's like trying to move your brain around into that mode is actually quite hard, especially once you've had thousands of hours playing and analyzing the game like we do in the usual mode. It's like mm. very difficult to retrain yourself. Yeah, it's interesting because in regular Tarkov, you can sort of like do both at the same time or you can just sort of ignore building up your stash supply and just mm. throwing yourself at quest because you have scav, right? To get like resources to for your PMC. You have traders, you know, money. Whereas in hardcore, none of that really is applicable. So you you do uh, kind of spend more of your resources on just having resources, you know, mm. <laughs> to uh, avoid the uh, wretched experience of hatchet running. And and then once you have like a decent supply build up, I think, you know, then it's a good time to start doing some quests to sort of help get you a little bit more access to some barters for like some additional resources. But I think, I think it is fun getting, uh, Finding value, like actual value or usage in a lot of Tarkov's content, because a lot of it's kind of useless. Maybe not all of it, mm. or it has like very limited uses at best. But yeah, uh, it's funny. Like the barters you just never use normally, right? It's like a couple of them that are really good, and you just them, select yeah. from those, and you use the fleet to source the items, right? Um, and then it's like, okay, those are the ones I'll use, and then everything else I just buy in cash. Whereas like now it's like. It's really good practice for the wipe, genuinely, because it's like using the crappy guns, yeah, n- knowing where to get the stuff from, just getting practice with that, knowing all of the barters early on for all the useful things. Like that's actually quite a big deal, up to level fifteen at least. That will certainly help a lot, and I think the main game will feel a lot easier <laughs> when I come back to it after playing hardcore for yeah a month or something. Like we've been playing for like maybe two weeks now, three weeks. So we're level eleven. Not going too badly. I think it's like 50 50 survival rate, something like that. Learned a lot of lessons along the way. So, yeah. I think it's interesting too, because I asked you, like, you know, do you feel like you're just fighting scavs most time? You're like, yes, but there's like the fear of the players. Because, like, as you said, scavs are very formulaic a lot of times. Like, you know where they spawn, you know, you know the areas that they should be at type of thing. So, you like know mm-hmm. when to like sort of tense up. Whereas, like, players, you're sort of like always on edge about you know and they're like a a really big threat in hardcore because of the power dynamic the, the inequality yeah. there um but it's also kind of fun because if when you do kill the player you're like extremely giga rewarded most of the time like e- even if they are like a newer player they probably have some stuff that like just means a lot more to you than it does to them probably <laughs> yeah uh, i can yeah, imagine getting excited about like you know a burst scope or even just like any any optic over <laughs> iron sights or like you know whatever so really yeah because the scopes are problematic as well it's like yeah and then also even just the mounts i was just like at one yeah. point i was like i had scopes but i had nothing that had a, a top rail and then i had like a pso but then i've got nothing with a side rail i'm like ah oh, you know i was just like stuck just with with things and not being able to use them i'm like man that's why I really think a nice quality of life for Tarkov in general would be to, I don't know if it would be like mechanic level one or or, some, or whatever, but just have like one of the traders just have every single mount in the game and then take all the mounts out of the loot pools. Like you could say there's some interesting parts where it's like, oh, I found the grip that I really want, but I don't have the mount for the right handguard I want. Oh no, and then you find that the grip or the right 
sorry, the right mounts for it. And it's like, ah, Exodia has been assembled, you know, like, I guess, <laughs> sure. But it, I, I just, you know, make, make the experience a little bit more uh, less tedious or more consistent, you know. I, I just rather would find the grip I need. And then it's like, yay, now I got, I can, like, use the upgrade, you know, yeah. with the mount and stuff. It's, it, I, I like that a lot more. I think those kind of things are okay for stuff like, you know, meta things or whatever. Like we talked about this before a little bit, you know, things like the Mark 18, maybe you find it in pieces, you know, or like, you know, the, the meta, the Troy handguard and the rail come separately, who knows, yeah. you know, but for like, for the <laughs> most part, I think they just should all just be there, right? They're like utility things. There's no like, oh, wow, I finally found my M-Lock 4.1 inch, you know, it's, <laughs> that's not really how it works. So yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, yeah the one final thing I was going to say, I was going to pose like, well, you know, Giga, you're basically fighting scavs. Why not just play Tarkov SP at this point? <laughs> you know, you can get the similar thing. Which I'm waiting for it to update to the latest branch. I'm, they may not, they may hold off. I don't really know. Sometimes I think they do this when it gets close to the end of wipe and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it does get updated, I want to try the Tarkov Realism mod again because it's been consistently getting updated to my surprise and there's just tons and tons of new features like oh do you want to, they had scavs so they they have like a whole high ready low ready system and it's super intricate like i can't even begin to like understand it really like there's they it, the best you can do is read every single change log and then try to like assemble a generic <laughs> rule set of the game but that's crazy uh they have scavs now have like an idle stance where they have their guns in low ready. I was like, dude, okay. that's so cool, man. You know, because but when they're like alert, then they have their guns in like high ready stance. Like, oh, dude, that's so cool. I love that. That little detail I love. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I might, uh, I might do that for a bit just at, at the bare minimum just to play with the new mechanics mm-hmm. and whatnot. That does, yeah, it does sound kind of cool. Like, I wish some of those things would come to the main game. I really do. Dude, you know what else they got is uh, advanced hit zones. They have oh, yeah. like, yeah, I was like really impressed. I was, like, damn, can't believe they did this. But they have like, so armor has its own, like as BSG describes, it's like if you hit them like in the neck and there's nothing there, it counts as a chess hitbox. Mm-hmm. And then like the killer rig, it has like class two neck or whatever oh. the equivalent and then yeah it's like dude this is and they got like a a heart hitbox so if you hit him in the heart it's just like boom you're dead wow a spine hitbox where it does like mul- like it's a multiplier damage it's really it's i'm like really impressive stuff like the guy um frick what's his name oh man for uh fortain i think I might be saying it wrong, but uh, kudos to him, man, because he's, he's kind of a genius with his uh, ideas and his ability to implement some of this stuff. Yeah, it is insane. I, I, this is the thing. I love the ingenuity of the modern community. I just wish that that energy could be harnessed. I've said it before. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which reminds some amazing me, things and love the game. So. Reminds me, I need to, I need to show you the, the recoil on on that mod in particular and see what you think oh yeah i mean you yes, need to spend some time to do it experiencing it may, may not be the same as looking at it but i I imagine it would be interesting and, and the modding system that i know you're gonna love that you're gonna nerd out about that 
<laughs> yeah, with the weight. Is that the one with the weight and the balance? And yeah. Stuff? They, so I, I, they like, he, he said he rewrote the recoil yet again. So I'm curious to see what that looks like. But the, the modding has been, I'm not sure if it's been updated, but I know there's a, there's a separate mod that someone made where for your stock attachment and the buffer tubes, you have like different, three different places you could put the stock, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. one's like, um, like closed because basically like the buffer tube you can i guess like the um uh, the, the mo you can like adjust it and like pull it mm. further out or push it further in and so they kind of like simulate that but you just place the stock in the one of the three slots like middle close extended i guess and it affects it affects the gun like i, I think if it's extended it's like more recoil but less ergo if it's like closed it's like you know more recoil, more ergo. I think I said that backwards the first mm. time. Whatever. You know what I mean. I, I know what you mean, yeah. But, uh... It's yeah. crazy. Actually fascinating. Yeah. And this is the thing, though. Like, if BSG <laughs> is thinking about putting in a recoil rework, they should, they should utilize the experience of these people. Even if they don't want to actually take their, the, the way they've implemented this stuff, you know? Because these guys have been through iterations of testing and people have been playing and it's like there's a lot of human effort that has gone in there to make something. Yeah. And it's like they're making it the best that they can. Right? And BSG doesn't have to do what they do, but just to take inspiration right. from their systems, that's, it would be awesome. That's what I would say is like at the bare minimum inspiration, like they don't have to copy. Because like, mind you, these guys are working like they're modding the existing framework. Mm. There might be some new... Um, you know, new information put in with the uh, some of the plugins they use for Unity, um, which I think that might be the case for this one. But mm. aside from the points, uh, yeah, dude, just just for like to see how they did it because it's it's like there's clear design put into it. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to say like Tarkov doesn't have design put into it, but you, they had like a, a an idea. And they like execute on it. It's like cohesive throughout. It's yeah. it's 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 just kind of neat to see how people approach these things. Even like BattleBit, you know, that their recoil system is like very um, simple and like straightforward. But you know, it's a different design approach than like CS:GO or you know Tarkov, even whatever. Uh, so so I, yeah. I still think there's like value in just looking at it. Like I I hope it's on their radar, but who knows yeah we'll see i mean i would guess not based on their stance but you never know you never know what's happening in the background yeah yeah so i've been spending quite a bit of time these last couple of days looking at like graphic settings and stuff mm -hmm. I've, been, I've spent quite a lot of time so there's like there's two separate sets of things that i've been looking at the first one is the stream itself and the second one is Tarkov related and the two things kind of go hand in hand because I've been having some issues especially with streets and it seems that streets and it seems to be much worse this wipe as well and like I don't think everything was set up perfectly before but now it's like really bad and it's kind of putting me off playing streets on stream um yeah. and it only happens on streets doesn't happen on any other map basically if I load in on streets while I'm streaming the my GPU usage on my 3070 leaps to 100% and just gets stuck there 
And usually what happens is OBS goes like, it took too long to render the frames and kicks all the streams out. I then have to stop recording and then I have to restart everything and then it'll rejoin again. And once I do that, the GPU usage goes from 100. As soon as it kicks out everything, it drops down to 50. And then I restart streaming and it's all fine. Completely normal. Just stays about there. No, like 50, 60. It's super weird. It only happens on streets. It doesn't happen when I play Scav. <laughs> it only happens when I play PMC and I actually begin at the beginning of the raid. I've tried a few things and I'm not like, I'm still not 100% sure exactly what is causing it. So the first thing that I did was stream related. And I kind of wanted to do this for a little bit because I was putting my system under quite a lot of strain. And I actually thought that this would fix this. I thought this would fix all of this stuff. Because the way that it was happening previously, because, you know, I'm now streaming on both YouTube and Twitch and also recording locally. The, the problem with doing that, it is actually doable. It is, it is possible. But YouTube is at 1440p with a bit rate. Actually, I was like 20,000. Twitch is at 936p at a bit rate, like just under 8k to make that work. Okay. And then so that the local recording... So those ones have to go under what's known as constant bitrate, like the CBR one, because that's the way that streaming services ingest this information. Typically, that's not being saved onto your computer or anything. So it doesn't really matter if you're just like wasting bandwidth or whatever. It's like if you're sat in the menu screen, you don't need 20, 20k bitrate. Right. Send the menu screen. But it sends 20k nonetheless. It's just easier for the streaming services to ingest that. But you're not saving it on your machine. So it doesn't really matter. Right? Those extra bits just go to waste. YouTube and Twitch presumably re-encode this stuff for when they are, like YouTube definitely does, um, for when they're saving the VODs down. It doesn't, it's not just like, you know, a, a stream of bits like it came from your PC. Like, I mean, YouTube transcodes it to all different formats and stuff anyway, so they're, they're changing it over into VP9 encoding and like crushing it down like a ton and all of this stuff. So the issue that I had was that, so for a local recording, you typically you're supposed to use um, what's called CQP, which is constant quality presets. Okay. You, pick a, you pick a quality preset, and what it does is, it's like a number that ranges from like 40 to zero, and people right. normally pick, so basically lower than 20, like lower is better, and lower than 20 is pretty much like lossless. I, I, don't, I don't really know why it's ca- categorized that way. Most people use like, 24 or something mm-hmm. you can go up to like 30 and it still looks pretty damn good it looks better than a stream i would say at like 28 even probably even better than a youtube stream at, a, at about 28 so what people do is they use cqp for local recording because it's still in like the regular encoding format you can still do all that stuff in premiere that you need to do it's like it's not in a different like format or anything it's just the bit rate varies based on the quality required to show what's on the screen in a consistent way so if you're on Woods, for example, and you set a preset of 25 on this thing, it'll take up a lot more bandwidth to show the same quality as it would on Labs. So if you run, so pre- previously, if I used to run a Woods stream on CQP, it would be, by the time I was finished for three hours, it was 120 gig, the file. If I run three hours on Factory, the file's like 12 gig. So it's like a factor of 10 in difference. So... If you're running it at like the, from the max woods quality the whole time on factory, you'd be wasting lots of pixels, right? Okay. The issue that I have for, for myself personally is that <laughs> <laughs> I'm then doing three separate sets of encoding. I'm doing two sets of constant bitrate encoding, one to YouTube, one to Twitch, and one constant quality preset to myself, right, for my local recording so it doesn't blow up my PC. 
the issue with that is that you can do that on the NVIDIA encoder. Um, otherwise, everyone calls it the NVENC encoder, and it comes on basically any of... It's like 20-something series and above. NVENC's been around for a while now, and it's basically like revolutionized single PC streaming and made it actually possible for a lot of people. And it is okay, but it really does put a lot of pressure on the system doing all three. I think my encoding sits at like 80%, something like that. I'm like using 80% of the encoding chip for doing that. And it's a, it's a dedicated chip, so but there is some crossover. Like it's not completely free with the GPU. Like it is mostly, it's much, much better than doing CPU encoding whilst trying to play Tarkov. But it's, you know, trying to push it this hard, it was not necessarily that great. So what I've done is I've rejigged the stream so that now and like it's it's also because of the way the plugins and obs works it's actually kind of complicated it's like not completely freestyle but now i'm streaming to youtube primarily with an obs i then mirror that for my recording so i'm now streaming to youtube in 50k bitrate because youtube will take up to 51 it's completely unnecessary but that means that i can record at 51 right which is like pretty good quality but not crazy It's 20 gigabytes per hour, which is, it's, it's big, but it's not <laughs> as big as if I did Woods on CQP, if that makes sense. Sure. So it's, and also, I know exactly how much space it's going to take, because it's a constant bitrate recording. So it always will take 20 gigabytes an hour, no matter what. As long as I have 20 gig free per hour that I want to stream on my hard drive, I know that I'm going to be fine, which is kind of interesting. So then YouTube and the local recording are both the same. And then Twitch is its own separate encoding in the little plugin that I've got to do a second encoding, but that one's at a much lower level. So this now uses about 40% of my um, encoder instead, which is much better and it's like much less stressful for the system, which is good. I thought that this was going to be the issue and that this was going to fix it. Unfortunately, this doesn't fix my problem on the streets. It's, mu- it's more efficient and I'm glad I've done it, but it, it doesn't fix everything, which is kind of unfortunate. The other thing that I've been playing around with a lot was, so I had this chat with um, Chipper Wubba a while ago yeah. about my, my GPU. So I've been testing a bunch of stuff to try and just like decrease the amount of VRAM that I'm using specifically, because the 3070 doesn't have much. It's only got eight gig. And apparently streets can go completely crazy. If you put the textures, so there's, there seems to be two things that help with VRAM. One is the texture quality, and the, one, the other one is MIP streaming. If you put textures on like medium, you'll be out the top of the eight gig of VRAM. And then it starts hurting your performance because then it has to like dump the extra textures on your, in your like computer's internal RAM instead, like the regular RAM, which is fine, but it's not as efficient and it's not there directly for the graphics card to be used and yada, yada. So having textures on low, like some people are like, oh, I don't like the way it looks. And it's like, I didn't either when I first did it, but you actually get used to it really fast. It doesn't really matter that much. I think it's actually okay. And the other one was MIP streaming. So I've had MIP streaming on for a little bit and I've been playing around with that. And between the two of them, I can mm-hmm. get streets to actually fit into like 6.9 gig out of eight. So I actually have a little bit of headroom. And this has actually helped loads for performance, which has been, it's actually been decent. Like it's made the streets run okay, except for this like first initial piece. I've st- and I'm still just not sure why it explodes at the start. I, it's just, yeah. Uh, I just can't, I can't, really just can't work it out. Complicated. But yeah, I've gone through and like done loads of other stuff on the other settings, but um, I'm like kind of putting something together. Because people keep asking me about my graphic settings, um, but it's really confusing. Like I basically spent two days, I've just like wasted two days testing things because you can test stuff in offline mode and that's fine. 
but some settings matter in offline that don't matter in live, which I'm astounded by. So things like I heard the, I guess the the rumor of let's let's see let, this is a good example. PostFX hurts your FPS. I'm sure lots of people have heard heard this like thing from many people. If you go into offline mode and you test it, PostFX does hurt your FPS. In a real raid, doesn't seem to make any difference. Hmm. I think the bottleneck is somewhere else, right? Because so let's I can go to streets in offline and get without streaming or anything. If I just got the game open, because the thing is I'm streaming too, so that complicates things for me. Right. But if I've just got the game open and nothing else, I can get offline, I can get 135 FPS on streets with the system that I'm using now. I won't I won't see that online, but I can get that in offline with no bots. If I turn post effects on i will lose like 20 frames so like 115 fps if i'm actually in a real raid i'm probably more likely to be 80 fps let's say so when i but when i flick at um post effects on and off in a real raid it doesn't do anything now i don't know whether this is because the bottleneck is somewhere else so having post effects on like it would be running let's let's put it this way it would be running at 135 if it wasn't for PMC network architecture, for example, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether this is true or not, but let's just let's just say that that's the reason for now. PMC architecture means that it's loading, you know, it now only runs at 80 FPS or something. So that means that the decrease that I was getting from, you know, 135 to 115 for turning post effects on, well, that's not even the bottleneck anymore. So I can turn post effects on, on for free now in RAID because it doesn't have any inf- effect on this thing over here. And all it's doing is taxing my GPU slightly more. But because that's not the bottleneck, it doesn't make any difference. And like I've just been round and round and round in circles for, with so many of these different things, like full screen, borderless. I had like I had this one bit that nearly went made me go actually completely insane, which was I was trying to record my task manager as well as the game and the FPS at the same time. Because what's interesting is that the GPU, the performance that you see on the GPU, as the as the GPU like usage dips, the FPS just dips as well, and they just blow in, in tandem a lot of the time. But when I recorded both together, full screen started performing worse than borderless when I had both recordings open. So I was just like, I can't record the things and also show the effect I want because now everything's not making sense anymore. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, it's just been driving me absolutely insane trying to do all this stuff. Because I've tried like, I've tried borderless, I've tried full screen. Borderless seems to, from everything that I've done so far, borderless seems to not change your frame rate at all, but you seem to have more GPU usage for the same frame rate, if that makes sense. Uh, So if you had 80 frames before in full screen and your GPU usage was 50, if you change it to borderless, you seem to have like 80 frames still, maybe 81 or 82. It actually seems to increase it sometimes. But your your usage is now like 65, which is odd. And there's these windows, like I've been reading a bunch about like full screen and full screen optimizations and how all of that stuff works, because mm-hmm. these days, full screen isn't really full screen anymore. Like, you know, back in the mm-hmm. day when you have um, a game on full screen and you like alt-tab, and it would be like, uh, 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 and the whole screen would go black, and then, uh, and then the desktop would load, right? There's these things that Windows has now post, like, probably, I don't even, even know, probably post, like, Vista or something, called full screen optimizations, which give you, like, a hybrid of both borderless and full screen. So... Now, when you're on full screen and you're tab, it just minimizes the game and it's pretty swift and solid. The problem with this, though, is it's not actually running in proper full screen. 
And you can write, you can go to the EXE and you can right click in compatibility. You can get rid of the full screen optimizations. That actually takes it back to the way it used to be, where it's like really clunky getting in and out of the app, but it is actually properly full screen. And there's no like weird windows like interface in between making sure that it works correctly because you see them turn up in the processes. There's two of them. There's one called uh, Desktop Windows Manager and the other one's called Client Server Runtime Process. And the GPU usage on these two boys goes up quite a lot when you're in borderless mode. Um, and I like opening the, the start menu while I'm playing Tarkov spikes those by about 20, like 20% of my GPU. Just opening the start menu on the Windows like taskbar. It's really, really weird. So I've been trying to fiddle around with like just having it only in like exclusive full screen, trying to minimize any of the shenanigans that Windows is doing, because I don't want anything else capturing my like GPU usage, because that right. seems to be the issue. And it's this weird spike at the beginning of of when you load into the streets. And when it happens, it's just like it just takes down OBS and I just can't, yeah. I'm I'm still testing it, to be honest. So I'm I'm putting together a video anyway about like graphic settings, because I did a bunch of other stuff about like um anisotropic filtering and a bit about the, you know, the 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 spatial like reflections and whatever it's called SSR and uh, a few other bits and pieces because people keep asking me about my settings. People are like, oh, I love the way the game looks. So I've done a, th a thing about that and about how I've made streets like work. And if people aren't streaming, then these settings actually should work really well. So I'm like, I feel I feel okay about it, but like I haven't fixed my own specific problem <laughs> of like stopping the whole stream just exploding when I'm loading in. To add insult to injury. Because I wanted to have good mic quality, I'm using the NVIDIA broadcast microphone filter as well, which mm -hmm. is one of the best microphone anti-noise filters that I've seen so far. I can run an aircon unit in the room and you can't hear it. It's um, 90% of the time. So sometimes it fails a little bit, but um, it's pretty damn good, honestly. It's way better than any of the other noise filtering that I've ever used. Problem with that is that it uses AI. And where does AI run? On the freaking GPU. So it takes even more GPU usage. Um, and so when my OBS goes crazy at the beginning of a raid, the mic dies because it can't process the AI anymore for doing the noise filtering. And so the mic just, there's no sound at all. Mm. Which is, yeah, it's really annoying. So it could be like one of many different things. Like when it was blowing up yesterday, I actually had I'd taken the full screen optimizations off of Tarkov because I was like, ah, it doesn't seem to make any difference. And then I had like all these issues. Um, there's another thing called... Uh, what's it called? Hardware accelerated GPU shed scheduling. When I had that on, this is another random like window setting. When I had that on, it actually gave me like 10 to 15 frames in EFT. But when I have it on and I have OBS open, the screen flickers every 15 seconds. And then I'm playing Tarkov and then I get a Unity crash. And it just doesn't really, it just doesn't work on my PC. And I think a lot of people have said that's a Windows 10 thing. If you're on Windows 11, that's not a problem. But it's like the whole thing's a minefield, right? It's like all of these different settings that you may want or may not want on. Windows fiddling around with full screen on its own. Tarkov being inconsistent by itself. The fact that it's impossible to test, like you have to be in a live raid and then you don't know how many PMCs there are. You don't know how many scavs there are. You don't know if there's bosses. Like it's just, everything's so inconsistent. There's no like set test environment you can actually use to just, just work it out and like make it make sense, you know? Like, as I said before, at the start of the stream, we were like, right, I'm testing out this new setup testing this new system. Let's go and do a scav raid to make sure everything's okay. Loaded to the scav raid, absolutely fine. No problems whatsoever. No weird spikes. The GPU was just sat there at 50, 60, just the whole time. Get into the game, 90 FPS, all is good. Loaded for a PMC raid, all hell breaks loose. The whole stream <laughs> collapses. Everything gets taken down. I have to like control shift escape, like delete OBS, open it back up again, restart all the streams. It's like, why? And it only happens on the streets. It's so annoying. <laughs>
It's so annoying. And yeah, I mean, chat's saying, wouldn't the custom offline games be consistent? It it would be a consistent test, yes. But you also don't have all the other PMCs loading. So I right. just, like, you'd need a gr- big group, maybe. Maybe if you took a big group into the offline thing, but then, like, you got to, like, get a group of, like, 10 people to come and test, you know, for your, your own system. It's like, oh, it's so boring. And it takes so long to load into a game. Like, even just normal game, like, the matchmaking is annoying because you have to, if you want to test it on live, you have to go and matchmake. If you want to do it on the separate server, it's, servers are you know experiencing a high load which is what it always says um dude it's it's just it's madness so i've i've been going just down a completely like in, i've just been going insane honestly i've actually just like broken a little bit and i've been like this video is supposed to be going out tomorrow about about the settings and stuff mm-hmm. i basically spent like all week testing shit and i still don't know really what's going on and i'm like I'm just going to write what I've done. I'm just going to tell people what I've done. It seems to work if you're just playing it on your own. It seems to work. And this is like, if you do have an NVIDIA card with like low VRAM, this seems to work. I haven't solved my own problems, but that's really of no consequence to the average person who's watching my YouTube. Now, hopefully this will help. I haven't been able to help myself, but I've been able to help everybody else. So let's, let's just release what I've got so far and just uh, get it done. Oh my God. Um, but on, on a positive note, on a positive note, um, talking about this, uh, all of this like extra hard drive stuff, I did end up buying another M2 drive, mm. which was which was good because right now I've got I've got an M2 drive which is a terabyte, which is yeah. my main disk. It's got Windows on it. It's got Tarkov on it. It's got all my other games on it, and it's got all the footage that I'm editing right now on it. A terabyte in 2023 doesn't take you very far anymore. It really doesn't. And I'm like, I've like uninstalled all my games. I actually have some like random backup stuff on there that shouldn't really be on there as well. But like I've uninstalled everything. I've got like five games left on my machine. I've got like Tarkov, Dota 2, Battlebit, Diablo 4, which I installed in the half res version so that it fitted on the disc. Because um, I was like, dude, if you take 80 gig, I'm not gonna have any room to stream anymore. Like, Jesus. Um, so I was like, right, it's time. Because I've got a five terabyte uh, external drive, but it's magnetic and USB. So editing off that is a real pain. It's fine if I want to keep archived stuff, and that's okay. Um, and it was, yeah, it was cheap for five gig. Sorry, five terabytes. But it's a pain to edit off. I just can't really do it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and just get something new. We had Prime Day the other day. So I bought two terabytes for £75, which I was just like, man, oh, that's that amazing. Like Still, I think I missed yeah, it. Was, it was pretty good. And when it came, I was just like, I can't believe that like this two terabytes these days is actually insane. Yeah. Um, and I, I had to have some reservations. Like, I had to look at my PC before because I might have said previously that uh, this PC I didn't build. It's the only PC I have not built that I've had because of the uh, GPU like scarcity thing, and I just couldn't get a 30 series card. So I'm slightly scared to touch this machine because I'm not, I'm not an expert PC builder. Like, mm-hmm. I build my own computers, but I'm not an expert. That's the way that I would put it. You know, I don't follow it. I'm not a, a hobbyist, really. I'm a very sure. much a pragmatist when it comes to building these things. But because I didn't put it together, it makes it like extra scary. And I had like a quick poke around. And I was just like, yeah, the slots under the GPU is kind of an, uh, it's kind of a pain. You know, it feels like as great as M2 is, it does feel like we've taken a step back from SATA. You know, where you just like plug the cable in and screw in the drive, and it's just like, hey, it's mounted in a nice slot, great. But this was just like. I have to I have to fit this wafer under my GPU somehow. Okay, so I was just like, open it up last night. I was like, right, I I, I hate opening up my computer to fiddle with <laughs> stuff, especially when it works and it's so important. I'm just like, God, I was like, who decided to put it under here anyway? I was like, I had a little go at like sliding in the drive without taking that GPU, and I was just like, I think I could probably get this in here actually. 
my hand and I slide it in. But looking in, I was like, okay, well, now I need to take the screw out of the little mounting port, right? So because the new M2, well, the, M, the MVME drives, they fit in a little slot. And then there's like a bit of tension on them. So you, they fit kind of at an angle and then you push them down and then you screw them in. So it's like, okay, I just need to undo the screw from like the mounting bracket bit. Try to undo the screw. Little bastard is like freaking <laughs> stud in there so hard. I was just like, oh my God. So I've got like a tiny screwdriver. It's just like, I actually can't get this. Trying the slightly bigger one with a meteor you know, grip on it. I was just like, well, because of the angle of the graphics card, I can't get it in there and in, in enough of a way to actually unscrew the damn thing. It's like, uh, like I'm so close. But I'm actually going to have to take the GPU out. Like, oh, and then there's like, there's this plate at the back to like keep everything secured. So I end up having to like take out all of the, like the, um, the power bits, unscrew the GPU, take out my 3070, finally get the screw undone because then I've got like proper purchase over it. Open that up, stick the M2 in, screw it back in, put the 3070 back in, put everything back on. I was just like, please, I hope to go. Oh, and, and literally at the, at the point at which I'd undone the screw, the little ones woke up upstairs and I had to run upstairs and like give like the, the oh, eight a bottle of like milk and I was like this is the worst possible timing I've got like my computer's just like guts open across my whole office and I <laughs> yeah. like had to leave to go do something else I was just like I was just in pain the whole time just like oh just like thinking through the process anyway came back and it did actually all work and so I've got this I've got this thing installed now but I was just like oh it's just like it's just an ordeal for me every time I have to open it up and do something that's like quite integral because you just never know when you just do all this stuff and then suddenly, yeah, it just doesn't turn on anymore. And you're like, well, <laughs> what could be wrong? And then you're into the uh, and then you're into the troubleshooting mode, which I just absolutely hate when it's not working. Um, yeah, but, oh, God. So, yeah, I feel like I've just I've delved deep. We've been looking at software, I've been doing a bit of hardware stuff. It's been, it's, it's always interesting. It's always good. But I've never installed a, a little NVMe thing before. Um, so at least, at least I've done that. But... It could have been easier. Let's put it that way. I would have preferred it to have been slightly it's... more sleepful. He goes like, oh no, I have to remove my graphics card. Dude, it's not that bad. They make it pretty easy. The worst is where you gotta like put in RAM and you can't put in RAM because your CPU fan blocking it. So you have to get the fan off. It's like, no, the paste! <laughs> that's yeah, the that's worst. really bad. That that's is really, really bad. Yeah. Some people in chat were asking if it was the 970 Evo Plus. I was tempted to get that one. I actually oh, didn't. I, I, I got the Crucial uh, P3 Pro. Crucial P3 Pro in the end. P3 Plus, that's the one. Yeah, I got the P3 Plus. It didn't really seem to be much difference. So it was basically that one, the uh, the 970 Evo, and then there's like Western Digital one. And mm -hmm. they all seemed like, they all seemed very similar, honestly. Um, I think this one was faster. I think the PP Plus is a bit quicker than the Samsung one, I think. It was the reason why I ended up getting this one. But I mean, does it, it doesn't really matter. They're all broadly the same. But they're quicker than I need anyway, to be fair. Um, I'd look at the existing one that I've got, which works completely fine. And I was just like, yeah, well, all of these are good. Um, what's interesting about SSDs is, and it sort of makes sense because there's no like read-write head or anything, something I didn't realize until looking into it like the other day, was that the, generally the, up to a point, the bigger they get, the faster they get. Which makes sense because you can write like the more space there is, the more places you can write. I suppose um, mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. And then two terabytes seems to be kind of some sort of sweet spot. But uh, yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's been it's been interesting. It's not something I look into that often unless I'm like really forced to. But yeah, the other day it, I was just like I was looking at my hard drives and it was just like it was like main main disk like 15 gig out of one terabyte. 
Second disc, three gig out of five terabytes. Four, mm. like third disc, ten gig out of one terabyte. I was just like, yeah, we probably need some new discs, don't we? <laughs> Dude, PC uh, hardware and like graphic settings and all that stuff is just a giant fucking rabbit hole to get swallowed in and remain in for eternity. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. I don't envy yeah. you. Speak, you know what's funny? <laughs> So I, uh, I did some hardware upgrade on my own, but I really messed oh, yeah. up. Yeah. So you know that they AMD's been launching a few different products. They got the oh, what is it? Is it the seventy eight hundred X three D? But oh, yeah. you know, you need a new motherboard, mm-hmm. and then you got to get DDR5. the new RAM. Yeah. It's just like, and it's all you know. It, it's come down in price. The RAM has, but you know, it's just it's a little much. I might as well squeeze every last ounce of. Uh, usability out of my older, outdated architecture that I can being on the AM4 platform. So I was like, I want to get the 5800X3D, but they just launched the 5600X3D and it's mm. like, this is the official last product we're making for this platform. Here you <sighs> go, guys. Gift to gamers. And it's kind of nice, but because they did that, the 5800X3D shot back up in price. <laughs> It's like damn it, because I wanted to get the my the point I wanted to buy it was fifty eight hundred X three D was at two fifty, um, and it was like around like two eighty to ninety nine somewhere in there, and of course it shot back up to like three thirty, but it's come back down since. But anyways, I couldn't wait, so I was like, I didn't want to wait, so I was like, let me see if there's any used ones I could buy for like a decent mm-hmm. price. And so I looked around, I saw on eBay, there's a few ones, but they were like still kind of high. I was just like, dude, these guys are like, aren't really coming down. And then I saw one for 200. I Ooh. was like, oh, that's kind of, a st- or no, it was like 220 or 240, or it was like best offer. I was like, yeah, I'll shoot 200, see if he bites. I kind of did it as like a, he's not going to bite. Well, he, he, I he bought low it. Ball this guy. Yeah. It, like, it really, I don't think it was that much of a low ball, honestly, but I didn't yeah. really expect him to, to take it, you know? And he took it. I was like, well, I guess I got a new CPU coming. But then it comes in, I look at it, and it says Ryzen uh, 7 5800. I'm like, wait, where's the X3D at? Did I get scammed? And I go look at the offer, and it's just the 5800X. It's no 3D. So what it happened was, when I was searching, when you search for it on eBay, it'll give you results, but not all the results are exact to what you search. So in my like, you know, uh, short attention monkey brain that just like impulsively sent that and got it. And so now I'm like trying to get, trying to go through eBay, but like, uh, I bought the wrong thing, guys. <laughs> I don't I already have this thing. I don't, I don't know if the seller is going. Basically, the seller gets to say if they want to accept it or not, the the refund or return. Mm. I. Don't think they're going to, so I'm gonna have to try to <laughs> offload that. Oh, flip as well. it. That's so. Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. It's so easy yeah. to do as well, dude. You know what? I actually really don't like eBay for computing stuff. I haven't I used really it don't. so long. Oh, I've sold I tried stuff to there. Sell, I actually tried to sell something ages ago, and I ended mm. up. It was just so painful and so difficult, and there were so many problems. Like we sold it like four times. I did it through a friend because like nobody had the ability to um, to sell something of like high value. Because, like, nobody that I knew really used it, right? But I had one friend who used it and, like, had enough account rep to be able to sell it. And we sold it, what, like, we sold it one time to one guy who was just like, 
oh, I bought another one actually. So yeah, sorry. And we were like, what? And then like, but there's like, there's just no, there's just nothing you can do as a seller. It's just like, well, yeah. okay. And then there's somebody else who's messing around. And then the third time, like something happened with the listing. We ended up selling it to some guy in the States and the postage would be like worth, you know, like way more. And we were like, oh, okay. Well, so we canceled that. It was just like, it was so painful. And then they take like 17% or something of the final price anyway. Mm. I was just like, this is a joke. I ended up selling it at a huge discount just to a friend. Cause I was just like, yeah. I don't, I don't care anymore. I just want this thing gone. I'm just not even done. Going that fast, just just ah, oh, just hate selling on eBay is so painful in my experience. Just do not rate that platform. I've never enjoyed it. Some people do it amazingly, and I'm I'm always impressed because I just find it's just a total minefield. Yeah, I, yeah, man, uh, I haven't sucks. used it in quite like I've sold some stuff there. I actually got some stuff that I need to sell, so I might just try it again just to get it out there. Uh, just like. Like, I usually sell it for a pretty reasonable price, I think, because I just want it off my hands, you know? I'd rather, like, have it gone than... Just as if you buy it wrong from eBay, just say it's broken and get your money back. Uh, yeah. (laughs) That's a bit moral, but... I mean, I I could, but at this point, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm... Like, I got... Well, see, my brother was borrowing... What are they supposed to be worth? A used 5,800? 200's probably okay. I don't know. You could probably just resell it, I guess. I mean, let me see how much uh, 58 Because a, a new one might be right around that price. Mm. See, every time I type, everything comes up for 3D. It's like, obviously, this is the thing people want. Uh, Amazon's got it for 240 in the States. I don't know. That's kind of... I use, like... See, I would probably try to get this for like 150 180 honestly that's the thing it's like i kind of got screwed because i thought i was like dude Mm. i used 5800 x3d for 200 that seems like a steal but the fact that i paid 200 dollars for a used one when i could have paid 35 dollars more for a new one kind of feel like i got screwed (laughs) so i don't know man it's pretty shitty yeah but i'm I'm gonna just try to offload because i got that i got I still have my 2080, no, sorry, 2070, um, that I think my brother's using. I don't, I don't know if he's still using it. I may try to sell that. Then I got the 2600 that I still haven't gotten rid of yet. So might, uh, might do like a little hardware sell <laughs> here soon. Oh, a hardware sell churches, churches, yeah, churches hardware emporium, <laughs> gamer edition. <laughs> Dude, the seventy eight hundred XCD is four hundred and fifteen pounds here in the UK. Sheesh. Jeez. Yeah, that is on Amazon. So it's maybe not the cheapest, but even still, that's like what's the exchange rate these days? That's five hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, I just don't think it's worth uh, doing any of that stuff right now. I mean, unless you're, you know, uh. Uh, Dr. Lupo or something, you know, some big time streamer, sure. <laughs> Get a tax write off, you know. The church, big time. Yeah. But anywho, um, yeah. Anywho. So, Battle Bit, man. Been playing the Battle Bits. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I dipped in again with a friend the other day. Like, I'm not super high. I think I'm like level 50 something. I'm okay, like that's pretty good. Crazy high, it's sl- it's but... it's slow leveling in that game. You don't unlock many guns very quickly. It's I I think I heard every five levels you get a new, a t- like a new uh, gun slash. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a new gun, Maybe. but uh, 
but the problem is is like you get let's say let's say you get like a sniper you basically unlocked one gun for one class mm. and then maybe your next unlocked is like an LMG, which is a nut, which is one gun for one class. Whereas, like, if you get like an SMG, you can use that on like a couple different classes, or like an assault rifle, you can use it on a couple different classes. And like, there's so like I don't know. Some people have like criticized the. There's some kind of like weird progression that feels kind of like bad, as as you're kind of describing, because it, it feels like you're not really getting anything. Uh, as like it takes a while, it feels like, but yeah. uh. Or maybe I'm not quite there. Maybe I'm level 40s. I must be. I must be low 40s. I was just having a look at the list. Yeah, because you get like the AK 34, M4, the MP7, UMP, the NSW, SSG, M9, and MP433 to start with, and then you get the Mark 20 at 10, AK 15 at 15, M249 at 20, PV2000 at 25, SV98 at 30, and the Honey Badger at 35. I've just unlocked the M. 110 and the Unica level 40, but I haven't got the PP19, so it must be something like level 42. But like that only unlocks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight guns the whole time I've played. It doesn't feel like that many, but there's, I guess it's not. Well, that, no, there are quite a few actually because you've got loads left. There's like, yeah, gross there's, a lot. Ones, there's loads up to the, da, 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 they go all the way up to 150, I suppose. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess you get all the attachments too, so it's. Well, this, this is the thing is that the attachments are kind of bored <laughs> like there's like some that are just like straight up downgrades um than others mm-hmm. like it will literally be here's this attachment here's this attachment that has two less horizontal recoil like why would you ever pick that other attachment that's two less and what's even weirder is like i'm not sure exactly how like the progression with each individual guns attachments works if it's all the same or if it's different um but you'll unlock like a shittier grip later down the progression cycle (laughs) it doesn't make any sense so there's like there's like a very like clear meta and like attachments like you'll see like two or three like a handful of the same attachments recommended and it makes like are we talking about battle (laughs) i know right well this is the interesting thing because you know, it it makes it makes modding kind of boring, but also since there is no stock attachment, unlike Tarkov, for example, um, you do see a lot of the same attachments. Like it would be a little bit more interesting if like you could put like a Mo on an M4 mm. and then like a rubber butt pad or a Zukov on the AK. Like sometimes it's very hard to like kit a gun like the M4, for example, you can't really make it like a high mobility version yeah. whereas like tarkov you technically could ish i mean they don't really have like a running speed modifier but you get what i mean like call of duty is probably a better example actually you can take like an m4 and like just run the buffer tube and it makes it ads faster and run faster i don't, I don't know how that yeah. works but you know whatever game game design right so it's kind of unfortunate because really the main kind of like the big uh separating or like defining feature of a gun's modding capabilities is the magazine interestingly enough because typically what you'll see is like there's a very like quick mag meadow because like some of the guns you'll get like the quick mag and it's like the exact i think the ak-15 is like this it's like the exact same capacity as like the default mag which is 24 but the quick mag is also 24 however it just straight up reloads faster no cons nothing it's just like yep it's just a straight upgrade whereas some other ones like the honey badger for example it starts with like 24 and then the quick mag is down to 20 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, it reloads faster, but also it makes your recoil worse. So it's like, uh, like there's just some guns where if they have like crappy mags, they're kind of just like not good guns by nature. Yeah. And and there's even like back to the AK-15, there's a weird one where there's like an extended A and extended B. I think the extended A is like 45 rounds and has tons of cons, whatever. But the extended B is like 40 rounds, but the cons are worse than the extended A that has 45 rounds, which doesn't, you know, it doesn't like there's some uh, balancing issues or like, uh, yeah, maybe some like oversight, which, you know, it it's a early access game. So I guess, I guess, you know, it gets a pass. But a lot of people are really eager for a balance patch. Not to not to mention the vector is just completely busted, dude. Even even just SFGs in general are so busted. I I mauled so much. I'm using my like FAMAS. It's just like a shitty, basically a shitty SMG. It has like more recoil. It does the same thing as an SMG, but it has more recoil. <laughs> like sure, it has better bullet fall off, but it doesn't matter when the guy from uh, hundred meters away can just yeah. out laser beam me because he's got a. SMG, like uh, some of the like weapon balancing is a little screwy, especially the vector. Like I'm, I'm the type of gamer like I don't like. I like to use all the stuff the game has to to offer me. You know, all the content. Yeah. So like, I mean, I could sweat it out, which I already kind of am, and and run the vector. But I like I like to play with the other stuff. Mainly when I'm sweating out though is the freaking movement stuff and battle. <laughs> It's actually I've seen some of the videos starting to appear properly now. <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, the uh, specifically the leaning stuff because it's so. I switched from uh, so I changed Q and E around. Mm-hmm. So E is uh, lean left and Q is lean right. The classic. Which yeah. which honestly, like now that I've gotten used to it, it actually makes a ton of sense, and I'm probably gonna keep it in Tarkov. However. Just for like consistency sakes, however, I think in Tarkov it's a less less impactful for several reasons. But one of the main things you can do is I also changed it from toggle to hold, and I'm finding that makes a big difference. in like, oh, lean, yeah, and lean. Not only because you're swapping the keys, so like what you can do is you can hold E and D, so you'll be moving to the right but leaning to the left. So you, it's just like. Uh, make sure I did that right. Yeah. So, like, if you're, if you're like in trouble, uh, you want to like move behind cover, but still keep your lean. It's nice. But then you can also let go of D and then press A. So you can like be holding E and tapping A and D to kind of like peek out. It's just it feels good. And then you can switch, do like a quick switch to the other side. But there's this like crazy meta game where you just spam both lean buttons back and forth, and because your character like leans so fast. And it's so extreme too how he's leaning. Like if you look at the models, your your head's just like bobbing and weaving left and right. So you can just like matrix bullets. It's it's kind of nutty. I've I've watched some people. Um, like I think there's this one guy. I think his name is like Balo Bilu. Some like Rainbow Six Siege player, pro player or something. And I've watched a couple of his videos playing Battle of it. And it's just like, oh my god, dude, these freaking gamers are playing out of their minds, dude. Like I I. It's like, I think like, yeah, you know, I did pretty good. I'm like top 20 in this, you know, 127 match. Yeah, I'm, I'm a gamer. And then I watch this guy. He's like 10 KD freaking 
spamming, jumping, flipping around, <laughs> headshotting everything. Like he looks like he's aimbotting. It's just like, okay, dude. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so funny. I I have not heard really anybody talk about toggle or hold lean. Like I'm a hold lean person anyway. I've never been toggle lean. Oh really? Yeah, even in Tarkov, I've never been toggle either. I like hold the, hold it the whole time. And I changed my keys around at one point when I did the hog keys video and I mm-hmm. gave it a go and I put it in there and said, look, you can try it if you want. And uh, I never ended up using it for myself because I find myself like using left and right kind of in equal amounts. So if you swap them around, you end up with one of the keys that you need to use being under the key that you're using for lean at some point. Right. And I'm like, cause I'm like 50, 50 A and D it's like, well, I'm either holding Q or I'm holding E one or the other. So it doesn't really help. Like at some point it's going to get in the way. And I've just kind of got used to using E and D and Q and A with the same pad of the right. same finger. Does that make right. sense? I've just kind of got used to doing that. So it doesn't really matter so much now, but um, I can see why some people do do it though. I, I can kind of see it sort of. I just find it a bit weird because it's like if I'm going to lean out, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to lean out with Q and D. So I'm going to lean out to the right. And then, oh, I guess like, uh, I guess the point is that when you want to, when you want to move back in, you unlean, I suppose. Yeah. That's the idea. Because then you're not holding Q anymore. Yeah. I guess in Tarkov, I, it's different in Tarkov because in Tarkov you lean and then you just circle strafe. Right. It is weird in Tarkov. So, so it's weird because that's other... like faster than going backwards and forwards. So then you, you want to just like keep it on and then you just run around around. Yeah. The other weird part is some people, they'll basically um, take their finger off W and spam A and D, but with their middle finger, also spam Q and E. So, like, okay. Uh, so they can't move forward or backwards, but like they can strafe left and right and lean left and right at the same time with three fingers. They got the Ring finger and index finger for the A and D, and then the middle finger for Q and E, which is interesting. Right. You, you can get the rhythm just right to where the flow, your inputs make it so that your your uh, movement is not like offsetting your aim. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. At least, in, at least in the video I watched, with interesting parts about it, which was pretty interesting, but. Uh, yeah, I used to be a lean, I mean, a hold gamer. And then Tarkov, I switched to a toggle. I just found it, like, easier um, to manage. Yeah. But I don't know. I might, I might, I mean, I have, this, is, this is the question. It's like, is this even going to matter for Tarkov? Because I feel like it won't because the the leaning is so slow. I don't think it actually. And weird inertia mechanics, you know? Yeah, like, I just don't think it actually does anything. But we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, though, I'm really liking Battle of M. Just a lot of people are really eager for bounce patch, and they they are aware of it, and they've said they're gonna do that. I saw I I saw this one, uh, you know, Battlebit post a tweet about some skin they're working on or whatever because their their guy that works on their skins is like really really talented. I mean, this I think the skins look really good, and he's doing like custom skins for a lot of streamers and stuff. And there's, there's it's pretty cool because it's like uh. It's not that it's pixel, it's like voxel art, maybe, but it's still kind of cool. As he, he did one for like Hutch, and uh, it was just cool with like the, the colors and the skulls being it's like very blocky on, on the guns, and you can like add assets because he added his logo, and it was just yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. But someone commented on or they like you know tweeted on there, like 
instead of skins, how about you make a balance patch? And then the developer, the Battlebit account was like, sure, we'll get right on that. What color do you want the battle patch? Do you, do you want the, the balance update? Do you want it red? Yellow? How about about yellow? I love it when like devs just like rip on gamers because like as a, as a gamer, I know how we can be. So to see someone just like clap back like a dev, especially, it's just uh, yeah. it's funny. I do like that. Yeah. So you're saying I've just got to get to level 70 to unlock the vector and then just annihilate all the gamers on the map. Honestly, dude, it's so busted, man. It's like I, I, I feel bad a lot. I think one issue that might be leading into it is that because or there's like several reasons, but because the hitboxes are like relatively big, mm. it's like just sending volume down range is just really effective. So yeah. yeah. I think I think that might be one of the bigger issues. I think they probably just need to like either reduce like the damage fall off or something. Cause it, it, it has like the highest TTK, which it should, right? I mean it's it's like twelve hundred RPM, nine mil, and then uh, I don't know. Just something needs to be done about because it, it's like really it's so annoying when you're playing and there's like you know I want to like level up this crappy gun right just to just to do it right and then it's like you're getting constantly stomped by this vector gamer and it's like God I don't want to do it but I feel like I have to I have to bring out the vector dude this guy's so annoying <laughs> oh I love it I love it I had probably the best game I've had recently when I was the other day because i was actually trying to use the dmrs because there's an interesting dynamic with sniping and dmrs in battle bit and dmrs don't really like it's, it's hard for them to fit into the game but we had a perfect one the other day and i can't remember which what the maps are called yet i'm uh, not into it enough yet but it was one of the town-based ones like one of the sort of city with this those kind of tall buildings like sky rise type things and it was a, the big map like one two seven and we basically just like ended up dominating the rooftops because so the thing in Battlebit, you get that you get that lens flare if you're using a six X or higher, so people can identify you as a sniper, which I think is a nice balancing thing because that's that's from COD, I, I believe, and uh, maybe it's other games too. But um, is it on Battlefield as well? I'm not sure. I think no, it is on Battlefield, isn't it? And um, but if you're using a four times, that you don't get that. So you can use if you're kind of like accurate enough, you can use four times scopes on the dmrs and and the snipers to be fair but the dmrs i kind of think is pretty cool and you can like shoot at snipers without them knowing where you are first because you're like yeah. hidden you're like looking through a little crack in the wall yeah um, and we were on this rooftop and we just like dominated the skies it was so good i had like there was a medic with me and um i got rezzed a bunch of times so because i never <laughs> actually died i ended up going like 10 and 0 at the beginning of the game on this roof just like annihilating snipers with with this dmr just like killing everyone i was like oh, this is this is actually so so good i had like such a good start in that in that round it was a lot of fun yeah there's a lot of fun to be had in that game there really is yeah i'm certainly enjoying it with friends uh, and i'm not i'm not really playing it on my own now um but that's there's no real reason for that other than i've just got other stuff that i'm doing but uh yeah when friends jump on it's definitely a good game i'm still enjoying it it's definitely got the got my usage out. i think you've put in quite a few more hours than me at this point Oh yeah. I've only been on every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm like sixteen hours or something. So I've like I jump on for like an hour every couple of days. Something oh, okay. like that. But um you know, we're getting there. It's still good. I'm enjoying it. I'm gonna probably play it. I'm gonna go to um that local LAN again um at some point. I can't remember oh, when it nice. is August maybe. I'm gonna go to that. I'm probably gonna play it a bunch then, which should be fun. So I'm looking forward to that. I imagine we're gonna get at least the same number of hours as I have already again 
over like three days. <laughs> it's like one of the few games that is cheap enough for everyone to buy and everyone can play at the same time. Yeah. Perfect thing for like a bigger LAN. Yeah, I love that, dude. It's, it's, it's such a good game to play with the boys and just kind of dick around. You don't take it, it too is. too sweaty. No, no offense to the sweats, but yeah, you know. Actually, talking about that, just like one very last thing before we wrap up, because we probably need to finish. Um, talking, I just reminded myself with land. So there's the UK's biggest land, at least I think it, it always was historically. Hmm. Um, the Insomnia Gaming Festival, um, okay, or the I series as people call it, and it's on September the seventh to the tenth in Birmingham this year. I've just like reopened it up and uh, I applied to be a content creator and uh, they, they accepted me. So I'm going as a, oh, as a content cool. creator to I-71, which would be pretty neat. I went to... I-71? Yeah. So they, Is that how many times it, have like, they been doing it? Up. Well, 71, the 71 Insomnia event. Um, the crazy thing crazy. is that I went to I-28 with the very first PC that I built Oh, that's so cool. that I could play dawn of war and counter-strike source on like the higher <laughs> settings and that was the first big land that i went to is i-28 so it's going to be awesome i haven't been for ages um but it's going to be really cool going as a creator and you don't actually take your your pc or anything so you're not like you don't have like a bring your own computer ticket you're just like there as a person but that'll be fun and um, this is the first time i think that they've actually had a tarkov section on the seating plan oh so there's a dedicated section of like four rows to put mm-hmm. yourself in that row if you're an Escape from Tarkov player. Which would be awesome because it means that like I have a home. You know, without that it'd be <laughs> just like random people all over the place playing Tarkov. But at least like there's an actual like you know sweaty Tarkov section to go visit. Oh yeah, I see it. Cool. They got Escape that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and I think that's the first time this has ever had a they've had an area for it, which is like, oh kind of intriguing. Um so yeah someone pointed out and was just like, oh you should apply to be a creator and I was like, okay. So I applied for it and they're like you're in. And I was like, oh, great. Okay, I guess I'm going then. <laughs> I kind of was half expecting them to say no, but. <laughs> I've never go. heard of uh, but... Insomnia Gaming Festival. It was the first time I'm hearing yeah. about it. It's pretty crazy. How it's many been... people? I mean, it's, yeah, it's a UK specific thing, but like, how many people actually go to this? I'm not even sure. Um, how many participants at I 71? They have golf with your friends. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty big. Actually, maybe I say I 70. Oh, I can't really do that. It doesn't say. It's pretty huge, though. Like, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, Dota when I, Like, even back then, when I was... When I was actually going to them. I basically went from, like, I-28 to, like, I-40-something. Mm-hmm. And then became a real adult and stopped going. <laughs> <laughs> we just got busy. Uh, but, yeah, 2,800 gamers is what it says. So it's pretty big. It doesn't even look that expensive relatively speaking yeah it's not that bad genuinely not too bad for what it is i think it's um, it's kind of like a camping kind of thing yeah yeah that's what we always used to do go and camp outside and then well not that we did that much sleeping but (laughs) that's cool Disgusting DGens playing. Go turn up on Thursday and then play Diablo 2. And like, literally, that was the worst <laughs> one that we did. So we played Diablo 2 from Thursday afternoon, evening, and went to bed on like Saturday morning at level 70. <laughs> oh my God. That's Which insane. Was like, that was pretty bad. I had one friend who stayed up a bit later and went to bed in like the afternoon on Saturday, but I was just like, I was just dead at that point. I was like, I can't stay up any longer. 
I have another very fond memory of me and another friend mm-hmm. playing into the early hours, playing Civ Five, a game which I'm very proud to have played like 20 hours of and never actually finished ever, a game ever. Um, and I was like doing my thing, and then I turned, and he was asleep on his keyboard, just like head down on his keyboard, and I was just like, yo, wake up, it's your turn. And he woke up, and he was just like, why is there fog in here? And I was like, there's no fog. Go to, go to bed. Just go, go to sleep. <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> Good times. I have very fond memories of the iSeries, so I'm excited to be going back as like a creator. It's kind of cool, like come full circle, you know. That's pretty cool. Yep. I haven't really announced it though, so I'll put it out on the channels at some point when I'm ready. What do you like? What does it mean when you're a creator there? You get like, <laughs> okay, maybe maybe people get to like come up and you have a booth and they get this. You get to sign their mouse pads or something. I wouldn't have thought it was even that be that official, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I don't know how many there are. Like I don't know how yeah. you know. If there's going to be like two hundred of us. Or I was going to say, do you know if any game. other Tarkov UK creators are going? You know, I I asked a few people. There were some people who went last year or mm-hmm. last event because um, I asked Iron Fist because I know him and a few other people went, and there was like Blank and a few other guys who were there. But I don't know. I'm not actually sure yet who's going to this one. Hmm. I don't know. I know Iron Fist. He said he was like thinking about it, but um, uh, there's nobody's like confirmed as far as I can tell as of yet. But we'll see. I'm sure there'll be a group at some point. That's yeah, cool. I don't know. Be fun. So if anyone's going, then maybe I'll see you there. All right. Well, I think that concludes this week's episode of Scav Talk. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Giga, what do you think about if, you know, God forbid, there's a Tarkov podcast over the weekend or, or you know, Tarkov TV over the weekend. What do you think about doing like a a quick one hour Monday recording and then we'll upload it Tuesday for all the Tarkov Scav Talk fiends out there? Maybe. Let's think maybe. About it. Okay. Well, look, look for a maybe at <laughs> the weekend. There's a lot There's of maybes. really important than maybe. Okay, okay. Otherwise, we will see you all next week.